Hi friends. Well, if you haven't figured it out already, when I'm starting the podcast uh, by myself doing an intro, it means some dumb shit has happened, and sure enough it has. So I just got finished editing the podcast, and I went to play it back, and instead of the over two hour podcast that I edited, for reasons I do not understand, three minutes and 17 seconds saved. I don't know what happened. Um, the good news is, I still have the original file, so uh, this week's episode is going to be a little bit unedited, at least more than usual. Um, there's still a few things I'm going to take out here and there, but you're still going to hear my weird mouth sounds, unfortunately. There's nothing I can do about that. You're going to hear a lot more ums and uhs, um, because I ain't spending the rest of my night going through this all over again, so fuck that. Um, apologies, but... All the content's still here, so you can enjoy us rambling and complain about shit as usual. As usual, adios. Howdy, everybody! Uh, welcome to episode sixteen of Critical the History of Pro Wrestling Video Games. I'm Mongo, joined as always by Liger Busa, my co-host, who is also the person recording the show. This week, we're talking about the sixteen-bit era of New Japan Pro Wrestling video games. And also just about everything else you can imagine. Uh, but first, how are you this week, bud? I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm in the middle of a, a long weekend, and it's a, a heavy wrestling weekend, so no complaints. Cool. I uh, So as a follow-up on the concussion story from last week, um, last night I was putting cardboard totes onto a pallet and the totes are like two pieces. There's the lid, and then there's the box that gets folded down, right? Mm-hmm. And if the lid is like zip tied to the box, everything's fine because it's like one solid piece. These were not uh, zip tied, so and, and I didn't consider this till after it happened. I picked up a stack of them, leaned in, picked them up real high, and dropped them. And the top box cracked me in the head. And these totes are, like, heavy. Like, if you swung one of these tote lids at somebody's head, they're, they're fucked. You like, need... the thickest cardboard I've ever handled in my life. I need... Need, I need to fucking bubble wrap my forehead. Or like, like an... just around the top of the head. Buy, like, an NFL helmet or something. That's what you need. So, when I worked um, a previous retail job, somebody ordered an adult helmet to be picked up at the store. And I didn't see, like, a customer pickup label on it. And I was just like, oh, cool, you guys got this for me? And they're like, oh, no, like, flip it around this for a customer. And I was like, just a thought, store use one of those. I have a feeling I'm going to need it. What if you get one Um, of those Hulk Hogan helmets? Oh, the war bonnet? Yeah. Did you see the story he told Ringside Collectibles about, like, why that fucking got invented? Because it's so bullshit. Oh, God, no. It was something to the effect of, like, oh, the heels were complaining that they had to lose to me every night, so, you know, I, I would put this on and headbutt them, so that way they had an out. And it's like... What? Maybe people are stupid enough to believe that, but also, like, I don't think anybody in that company was complaining about working with the top guy and getting paid a shit ton of money every night. I think they knew they were there to lay down. Yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. Goddamn Hogan. And speaking of guys who knew they were there to lay down, uh, Sami Zayn, a lot of people are very angry. Um, I'm not angry. Like I, I thought that him winning would have been great, 
But on the other hand, you know, when people talk about WWE, what's the thing that people have talked about for years now? It's like the constant changes in, in characters and stories. Like they, they never settle on anything. Maybe the only thing they've settled on is Roman Reigns. And if you watched WrestleMania last year and you watched WrestleMania the, the role the next night, obviously the plan was for Cody to have like the year-long road to WrestleMania and, and Roman Reigns. So And he was injured, but they've stuck by that plan. So I don't know how I feel about it. It's like on one hand, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they've stuck to something. On the other hand, it's like, yeah, Sammy probably should have won, but I'm not upset because I didn't expect him to win anyway. I I didn't think he was going to win. And I thought like a lot of the, oh, you guys are going to Daniel Bryan at like, no, here's the thing. Sammy got to headline in like his his home. I don't want to say hometown because he's not actually from Montreal, but he's like from that general area. In front of like fourteen thousand paid, they were losing their shit for everything that he did, and he was working with the top guy in the business, mm. and he was a bigger star to the crowd than the top guy in the business. Not everybody needs to be in the WrestleMania main event. Not everybody can be in the WrestleMania main event. And, like, the idea of, well, the fans are going to dictate that it needs to be a triple threat match, that shit only works when it's Brian Danielson. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I've been a Sami Zayn fan for a very long time, and it was cool to see him have uh, the moment last night. I thought, and I even said this out loud uh, to my friend that was watching the show with me, the the spot where he did the Superman punch and followed up with the Haluva kick was an insane spot to do in a match that he was losing because that he should have won on that. That's like that's the spot you do if he's vanquishing the top heel. Yeah, like he comes back from the brink of death. Not only hits the fucking guy with his own move, but then hits his move and pins him clean in the middle. Instead, what they did was. I think Cornette said it to Vince about Luger after SummerSlam 93. They beat him flatter than a playful of pissed. Yeah, it was a real They didn't even finish. do the Uso turn. No, which is, is what I was and expecting. I think everybody kind of was. I was expecting it. Yeah. And um, I saw people calling the match like an all-time classic. I, I'm so detached from what WWE does that I was just like, the first half of the match I thought was like, honestly kind of shitty like the roman reigns like monologue stuff i i hate that shit it sucks people can talk shit to their opponent during a match but when it's like literally he's like holding sammy in the corner and yelling at sammy's wife in the crowd and they're doing the fucking diana hart thing with sammy zane's wife where they just keep showing her Mm. and it's like you don't have to keep fucking going to the guy's wife in the crowd it doesn't, it doesn't add it. It's not like when they would show like Hokuto during a Kensuke Sasaki match where like, you know who this person is and you have a reason to care. I don't give a fuck. The Sami Zayn's wife's in the front row. I don't. I will say basically every part of the match where he had momentum and was on offense was very good. The match died a death whenever Roman was in control. And, uh... They didn't even do the Sammy and Kevin like reunion at the end. 
Yeah. So they basically. I thought that was a mistake. I mean, it's they Montreal. did a big old. Right. They did a big old fuck finish and then did the house show, like send the fans home happy, except not really. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely should have done that. That in, was in Montreal. I will say, like, overall, the storyline is like one of my favorite things they've done in years. Like, so when I watch wrestling, even when I'm at live events, I'm pretty stoic. Like, I don't really do, I'm not like, you know, putting my fist up, I'm not chanting. I basically just clap. That's just the way I am. I don't have a lot of, uh, don't show a lot of expression or anything. Um, but I can think of times when I've watched wrestling where I've like got out of my seat. If I'm putting my fist in there, it means I'm enjoying something I've realized a lot. So I'm thinking about moments like that, and that would be like Hogan versus Rock and like Kenny versus um, Okada at the Tokyo Dome. And, um, so when he turned on Roman at the Royal Rumble, that's when I put my fist up in the air and I was like, yes, yes. And then last night when Jiosu was in the ring, I was like, you, like kick him, you motherfucker, like knock Roman out. I knew he wasn't going to do it, but I was like, you know, I was so invested. So yeah, I've, I've really, really enjoyed the storyline and it's shocking that WWE in 2022, 2023 is producing the storyline because, you know, if, if, I think if Vince was fully, you know, in creative, like they would have dropped this months ago, and Sammy would be on like, God, he he would already be teamed with Kevin and like a mid card comedy act or something right now. I um, I know a lot of people like the angle, and I the. The angle from the rumble I would have liked a lot better had it not happened at like midnight. Like if they could have just fucking got to the point a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. I would have been probably fine with it. Um, but the people like, oh, this is the greatest angle of all. No, it isn't. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> there's a there's a, a sizable difference between something like this because like the uh, the obvious comparison people are going with is like this is the NWO angle, right? I don't think there's been anything in this angle that's anywhere near as cool as like Rey Mysterio getting lawn darted. That's just me being honest. Um, but this will probably have a more satisfying conclusion than the NWO angle because at WrestleMania, Roman's going to lay the fuck down for Cody. And that's probably how this should end. I think it's it's kind of wild that Roman Reigns before the heel run could absolutely be considered a failure as a top guy. And then all they did was turned him heel and basically booked him like a top baby face and smashed him <laughs> over everybody for two years and look at him now. He's like it's he's the top boss, right? He's like a, a Shio Khan top heel unbe- unbeatable heel act and yeah, it makes you think like if they just pulled the trigger on that a lot earlier, what could have what could have happened? What could have uh, what differences it would have made? I did see people saying that last night should have been Luger beating Hogan at the palace at Auburn Hills. The problem is if you do that and Sammy, God forbid, loses the bell back to Roman on SmackDown, Mm -hmm. that only makes the Sammy should be in the main event of mania stuff worse. And then you are actively like shitting on Cody. Yeah. I mean, the big story should be Roman's loss, right? Like for him to lose it and win it back like two weeks later, then you're losing the, the, the big loss. So 
I don't think that would have worked. I, I saw Dave Meltzer suggesting that, but I wouldn't have done that. Um, if they weren't going to put the, the title on Sami, I don't like DQ finishes, but I think maybe that would have been the best option than rather than him losing straight up to Roman. Maybe have Jeyosu run in and, and cost Sami the match, and then you bring in Kevin Owens in, and then you do the hug. Um, I think would have sent the fans home happier than you know a straight-up loss. It wouldn't have took the air out of the sails, so to speak. You know what I, last night, one of the big things I thought watching that was it's a real shame Pat Patterson's not here anymore because uh, all the things you could say about him, like away from the ring, like the ring boy stuff, which that was mostly like Mel Phillips, if memory serves, but Pat was kind of roped into that on some of the stuff. Um, Pat was a mastermind at like architecting matches so that you didn't completely like... My my thing was after everything that happened last night, it feels like they killed Montreal as a city, kind of like how they they did the Cardiff show yeah. with Drew and Roman in the main event, and Roman again beats him fucking flatter than a plate full of piss because who cares about Drew McIntyre now? Also, poor Drew, man. <laughs> the first they, like they do the mania in front of fans, he loses in the fucking opener. They do the big stadium show in in Cardiff, and he gets fucking beat. Yeah, and I hope I, that guy's making money. I assume he is. Oh yeah, he's he's making money with Bang Bros now. So, um, um, yeah, I I got the same feeling. Like th- that was a heavy hit to Montreal. Um, I think I don't know. Like it, maybe the, I think when they run Montreal again, Sammy needs to get like a big win. Um, I think maybe they lost out last night, making him like a. I don't just like a I don't know how to say it. Um a bigger star than he than he could ever really be in, in, in any other city, obviously. Um Yeah, I don't think like they killed Montreal or anything, but I, I think Montreal needs to have like a a good they deserve a good ending. Because what do you think of when you think of Montreal? You always yeah, think of one... Survivor series. And uh they still didn't get that good like... ending last night, so one pay-per-view where the main event isn't the fuck finish on a baby face. Cause yeah. you have, you have Survivor Series 97, you have no way out of three, you have breaking point Oh nine. You have this. Well, it wasn't when the they run Montreal, you know, what's going to happen. It wasn't a pay-per-view, but at least they got Jacques Rougeau over Hulk Hogan. You know what? I thought you were going to say at least it wasn't a pay-per-view, but they got Jerry Lawler having a heart attack, and oh, I was going to be like, hey, you know what? Yeah. You know, I wasn't going to go that yeah, far, that, but that makes sense. I suppose that's another way to say it. <laughs> I, I love how many conflicting stories there are about the Jacques Rougeau-Hulk Hogan thing. Like, oh, Hulk wanted to do the job. No, he did it because Jacques paid him, or Jacques paid him five grand. No, he did it because Jacques paid him 15 grand. No, Hulk. Hulk understood. Like this, this is a big deal in Canada. No, fuck no. that. Hulk took the money. Yeah, come He's on. He's fucking Hulk Hogan. Give me a break. He doesn't give a shit if Throw it's a up. big deal in Canada. <laughs> what? No. No, I, I, I'm sure Hulk was happy the show wasn't being broadcast anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. He probably wants to like, the Maui brother. He probably wants to destroy all the tapes of the of the match that have gone online. <laughs> I remember, like Nash said in an interview i think it was nash said it they had to basically talk hulk into losing to piper like hey listen we can just go get the tape that way 
if they didn't buy it on pay-per-view they'd fucking they'll never see it and <laughs> that kind of like that kind of like pacified hulk or some shit God. and it's like well the next night on fucking tv they they sure showed it <laughs> yeah I love the uh, the Starcade '96 match with those two. That is that is a fantastic like. If if anybody tells you pro wrestling's about like the moves or athleticism, which to an extent it is, show them that match because it's just personality and punches and the crowd's eating the whole fucking thing up. Granted, the fact they're two all time legends probably helps. I don't think like you know Johnny Shithead could get away with it, mm-hmm. but that's such a fun match. Starcade '96 is one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah, I always feel like Starcade... just an amazing fucking pay per view. I always feel like that's an underrated show, and I I don't know why because I mean it's a Starcade, but. I think maybe that was the the first big after Bash at the Beach. Like it was the 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 next big pay per view. Uh, my family got in nineteen ninety six, and I just watched that show nonstop. I would play that tape again and again. I I love that show. We were we were fortunate enough that there were when I was a kid enough working adults in the house where some months we could swing both pay per views. Mm-hmm. Typically, if we were given the option of only one or the other, we skewed WCW. Like, I don't remember ever seeing the December 96 in your house, but I vividly remember watching Starcade 96. Same thing, like, I don't remember watching Survivor Series 96, but I do remember, like, a little bit of World War Three. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't watch Buried Alive, we watched Halloween Havoc, but, like, um, like, July 96, we ordered Bash at the Beach because wcw but also like international incident was on my birthday and um vader pins Shawn michaels in the main event which anybody who knows me knows like n- nothing's ever changed that's that that's like the best birthday present i could get <laughs> and i don't know why i remember this specifically but like one of my older cousins like oh man you must be so disappointed and i'm just like i'm like jumping up and down yelling it's vader time <laughs> Because, like, I, I loved that motherfucker when I was a kid. I still do. Vader Vader rules. Um, yeah. I also watched two matches off the New Japan show this morning. I, uh, I watched uh, From last night, but I watched them this morning. Yeah. I I needed to see... I paid, I paid the $22 to New Japan World for the Japanese commentary pay-per-view because, all due respect, Ian Riccoboni, uh, uh, I'll take Japanese commentary. Um, I, I wanted to see if Eddie Kingston could carry Jay White to a watchable match, and I'll be goddamned he did. Uh, I hope Jay White goes to WWE and it's weird that somebody who doesn't like WWE would be like, I hope this big free agent goes there. That's how much I dislike that company. Cause I'm wishing Jay White on them. Uh, I want to see Jay White do the finisher dance thing with Bray Wyatt. Cause they have the same finisher and I need people to gift that <laughs> and act like it's actually good. I mean, like you said it to the, did the, you ever see the, the sequence set it to the music like this, from the, the dance fucking, scene from like true lies. <laughs> or the the Benny the Benny Hinn music like yeah. people were doing. There's a sequence where he forced Ishi to do finisher dance, and it looked as stupid as you would imagine. And I'm like, that man, that man was trained by Tenu, and you're making him do this. Like, like at least the Okada stuff, like the the ripcord, like he can Ishi can like headbutt you or lariat you or duck hit the ropes and do the lariat. What the fuck's he gonna do when you're? fucking just like spinning him around he's gonna get dizzy and he's a little guy too yeah that's evil <laughs> i like you not that I, evil i don't but... like the i don't like the finisher dance but i think as a as a character he's good so 
I think he'll be a good fit in WWE. I can't imagine he would go to AEW because then, like, the whole idea of, like, loser leaves New Japan, it's like, they have a working relationship with AEW. <laughs> He's going to be in a... Yeah. So, like, that would be odd. <laughs> just be like, yeah, I'm just going to be in AEW and I'm never going to show up in Japan again. Even Kenny's gone back now, so... Here's the thing. If he shows up in AEW, I, I want him to be, like, jobbed out to Jeff Jarrett immediately. No, that's not going to happen. Sorry. No, it, it should, though, is what I'm saying. I mean... Uh, I also watched the mercedes Monet versus Kyrie match. I actually, like, watched that right before we started. That was... Um, I thought me? that was okay. There was, like, mistiming in that. Um, some sort of botchy stuff, but... For like a 30-minute a match, it did not feel like 30 minutes to me. No, it was it was a very good match. I liked it. Um, I don't know what the fuck her theme song is, uh, Mercedes, Money. I mean. That, yeah, I I saw people like memeing it on Twitter, and I like I didn't see her appearance at the Tokyo Dome. Literally, the only thing I watched was Kenny and Osprey. And by the way, tell me five years ago that would be the only match on a Tokyo Dome show that I would care enough about to watch, and I would have probably blocked you. Yeah, um, it's funny how things change. The problem watching that um, Kenny and, and Osprey match, I was like, "This is what Kenny should be," and I don't get this Kenny in AEW. Yeah, that was. I, I had seen some people on Twitter like during Kenny's title reign, like, "Oh, he just he just can't be that guy anymore." No, no, you just put him, put him, put him in Japan. He comes off so much He'll bigger in, in New Japan than he does in AEW being part of a trio's act, you know? Yeah, so I listened to the podcast with him and Swerve, which I'll talk a little bit about um, when we get to the news, because Kenny does what Kenny does when you ask him about that fucking video game. Yep. But um, he basically said, like, the current incarnation of Kenny, like, the trio's title match is, like, it's supposed to be like something different. Like you have all this other like stuff in the shows and they have to be like the different segment. They have to stylistically be different. And I get it. The style that they, I I like Kenny Omega as a wrestler. I will never like the young bucks Mm -hmm. ever. Um, I have seen them have good trios match though. The trios title match at all out was great. Especially like, hangman page killing john silver i was like four and a half stars right there boom no problem but uh i i really didn't like the basketball match on rampage friday i thought that was really lame i missed it i didn't realize i did like the regular match those teams have yes so it's that time of year where i do the friday night thrill zone again because roller jam is on youtube and it's easy to find ecw on tnn redubbed and i was like oh cool we get to do like the thrill zone with an extra hour on the front this week. And I watched that match and throwing a basketball at somebody should be a disqualification. That's a foreign object. I don't care that everybody walked out with them. That would be like Vader picking up the Mastodon helmet and just winging it at somebody's fucking, he should have done that actually. Hell yeah. That'd have been cool. He should have just grabbed that thing by the horn and cracked Sting in the fucking face with it. He should have took, yeah, he should have took one of the horns and like took out Hansen's eye, an eye for an eye. <laughs> Two things immediately came to mind when you said that. It was like the angle with Dusty getting spiked by the Road Warriors and the CZW theme at the same time. <laughs> I'm now imagining Dusty Rhodes getting spiked while <laughs> I was gonna say an eye for an eye to live is to die. A Dusty Rhodes singing the CZW theme. 
somebody okay the the guy who's doing those gorilla monsoon ai generated <laughs> podcasts there's your next fucking yes. idea i want dusty Rhodes singing the czw theme all oh, those podcasts that's fucking so money right there did you see the table for three one with Cornette and Russo? Yes, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. The, there was one um, that was posted sometime in the last week where he talks about Ted Turner trying to get Gorilla to come to WCW, and he says something to the effect of, "Oh, please, if I wanted to see somebody flop face first after a night of drinking, I'd go to Arnold Scollin's room." <laughs> I that that broke me. I literally. I listened to that clip before I left for work and I kept laughing about it. Like it's like a 25 minute drive to work. Like the entire time I'm just fucking like <laughs> fucking Arnold Scotland. And they, they did it for um uh, the WWF legends. No mercy mod too, which was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the remix of the WrestleMania oh challenge. God, um, yeah. Select screen music. That blew my mind. Cause like, when they said it was um like a remix of an old select screen, I was like, I don't remember Mania for the NES having like a distinct select screen song. I think it's just like the um, it's like the Coliseum. I think it's just like the fucking yeah, the Coliseum video music. And uh, when I loaded it up and I heard that, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is the one I'd want to hear anyway. I, I wouldn't have objected to like a Super WrestleMania um remix, but it also feels like that's on the later end of like what they're like trying to go for with this mm-hmm. in terms of the eras. But yeah, I, I initially did move sets for some of the characters in the original WWF legends mod. If you played the original incarnation of it, I think my demolition move sets made it in. They might've been modified, but I did the original move sets for demolition in that. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Ico tracks was, was super cool to me. I don't know how involved he is or is not now. Yeah, I'm not sure. We got off track. Great we guy. Were, we were talking about uh, Kyrie and, and Mercedes. Oh, yeah. I, I liked that match a lot. Um, crowd was really into it. Also, the venue they ran in San Jose was so fucking cool. Like a mini mini Corican Hall, in a way. Or like a Manhattan Center. I, I was going to say it looked like if you... If you like shrunk down like Osaka Prefectural Gym, because like the way the like the balcony and the bleachers looked, right, yeah. looked like kind of the the little upper deck they have there. If you basically, I think I said if you slam that building together with like the old Lowell, Massachusetts WWE TV building, that's basically what that looked like. They should have um, booked a bigger venue, though. I mean, there's only like two thousand in attendance. Yeah, I. It's going to be really interesting to see if uh, New Japan Strong draws reasonably well because I think they're running the building in DC that they ran last year when they they did the like four way for the U.S. title uh, with Moxley and Tanahashi in it. I think that's like a three or four thousand seat building. So if they sell that out, that'll be that'll be interesting. It would also be interesting if New Japan did well simply because like Impact doesn't do well and. Impact also barely beats New Japan in viewers in some weeks, despite New Japan being the lead out and being on it like a shit time slot. And also just being something you can watch for $9.99. Or I'm sorry, like $7.86, given the exchange rate. I I would like to see New Japan land a better TV deal. I think there there's no reason that they couldn't have landed on like reels instead of MLW. Yeah. 
MLW, which also does comparable fucking viewership to Impact on a much like more prominent station. Yeah, it's a shame that they don't have a better deal. Uh, that that they they could definitely find a, a a bigger audience for New Japan. Um, I I don't know about yeah. you, but I didn't see the main event last night. I I was too tired and missed out on it. I um. I saw like the entrances or whatever for the Motor City Machine Gun match, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was kind of when I zonked out. So I had to watch the two things I wanted to see this morning. Um, we should probably like actually talk about video games. Sure. At some point. Yeah, that's. I think that's what they're here for. Maybe, or maybe they were here for the concussion update. In which case, congratulations. You you probably should have turned the show off a little bit ago. Um, we're going to go with the WWE 2K news first because that that doesn't make me angry. Um, we got the full list of showcase matches, and the list of showcase matches prompted my dumbass to pre-order the game because we are getting uh 2003 Brock Lesnar. The list of matches, which are not in like chronological order for some reason. Uh, you have Cena versus Angle from O2 SmackDown, Cena versus Batista from SummerSlam 2008, Cena versus Edge from SummerSlam 06, Cena versus Edge from New Year's Revolution 06, Cena versus Triple H from Night of Champions 08, Cena versus Brock Lesnar from SummerSlam 2014, Cena versus Brock Lesnar from Backlash 2003, John Cena versus The Undertaker from Vengeance 03, uh, John Cena versus Randy Orton, Hell in a Cell 09, John Cena versus Roman Reigns, SummerSlam 2021, John Cena versus The Rock, WrestleMania 28, John Cena versus AJ Styles, SummerSlam 2016, uh, John Cena versus Undertaker, WrestleMania 34, and John Cena versus Rob Van Dam from One Night Stand 2006. All things considered, this is a pretty strong like list of matches in terms of uh, the classic content it offers. You have multiple like 2000s era pay-per-view sets being uh either brought back or in the case of um vengeance and backlash 03 these have not been seen since the era they were like current in a video game um i i dig the idea of getting vengeance 03 taker and cena because i remember that match was a really big deal at the time on the internet people were proclaiming the match a classic i've not seen it uh in a very long time I like that Cena and Lesnar's included purely because I get to unleash 03 Brock Lesnar in a War Games match. That's kind of cool. Um, I don't know how the fuck the New Year's Revolution 06 match is going to go. That's basically just a cutscene, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, from what I remember, it's like, what does Edge do? Like two spears and wins the match? Yeah, I was going to say he hits a spear, Cena kicks out, he hits a second one, and that's the finish. So what's the like? Oh, also New Year's Revolution 06. That's another one. Like hasn't been in a game since like SVR 07. So that's that's a cool one to have. Maybe like um, at the start of the match scene, I'll, I'll automatically have a finisher or something, and that's a way they'll try to change things. Maybe. Um. I you know what I would probably swap the night of champions match with triple H out for no way out. Oh five. Oh no. We're going with matches. Cena lost. Uh, I was going to say no way out. Oh five with Kurt angle, but Cena wins that. Um, does Cena lose to angle at no mercy. Oh three. 
There, there's no reason we couldn't have had another Cena and Angle match. Oh, hell, this, I don't know. I, don't I remember, guess my point. I don't remember like any results from, to the internet from this time frame. I do like they have the the yeah Angle Angle goes over in that match. Yeah, why isn't that match in this game? I like the that they have the Undertaker match from uh, WrestleMania New Orleans just because I was there. That was fun. That match also was really short. Did you so. on the? Did you see the little video they did about it? Like on the ringside report, they have like an unlisted video. It's basically like part of the introductory uh, cinematic with Cena talking about it. No. Oh, it's it's neat. It's on the 2K website. It's very very easy to find. Um, we got the full roster list minus the extra classic versions of people. And I think my biggest takeaway was, holy fuck, Bruno San Martino's back in the game. But I don't want to see Bruno San Martino throwing spin kicks as counters. Like, they, they need to fix this shit. And we talked about this with Legends of Wrestling, and I think we've talked about it elsewhere as well. There's no reason to not have the moves in for guys like this. And I, I even posited when we did the Legends of Wrestling episode that, like, they might have taken some creative liberties, and that's putting it mildly, with the movesets to make these guys more palatable to a modern audience. I, it's 2023. People are talking about authenticity in these games. Bruno San Martino better not have a fucking German suplex or a goddamn powerbomb. Oh, he will. Yeah, I'm just saying he better not. Like, Steve Austin has but, a... You know... A, Austin has, like, Germans and stuff, and he... Well, yeah, I guess he did do a few when he took on like Angle and and Benoit, but it wasn't his regular move, really. But yeah, Bruno is gonna have that. What if he has like a, a jackhammer or something? What if he? Well, has, that's beast. What if he has? I don't know. Give him a Canadian destroyer. That's what I'm. I'm gonna make that his finishing move. The Italian. I don't know. I think you're. I think you're asking for fucking Bruno to. <laughs> haunt you from beyond yeah I, I mean we've talked about it as you said on the legends like i i hate inaccurate movesets um they hired they they had someone from the community last year to do movesets and um <laughs> everyone complained about him and i guess he got a bit of an attitude about it i don't know if he's working on it again this year or what that guy was like that guy is one of the most hardcore 2K bootlickers, too. Like, everybody's like, oh, he's the go to for movesets. And then I saw Undertaker with a super kick to the back of the head, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, I could have, I could have come up with a better Undertaker moveset taking a shit after a fucking dinner at Taco Bell. But... If, if you watch the, um, when they showed Lesnar and, and uh, Cena, the showcase match, um, Brock does a seated... high jump drop kick. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I. It's one of those things that I hate because, like, why doesn't he just have like a clubbing, like, like a cross face, basically? Exactly. Like Taz would do to somebody in that position, but also at the same time, I. It's one of those like I can see O three Brock doing that. He was he was down to do some dumb shit. Eh. I. Listen, I know full well I'm gonna hate that fucking game. I bought the $120 version because I figured if I'm going to hate it. So here, here's my here's my grand plan, okay? If you buy the $120 version of the game, you get four Brock Lesnar's. War Games caps at four on four. 
what I'm telling you is I'm running four Brock Lesnar's against the NWO in war games. Hmm. I'm a genius is what I'm telling you. Not really. I can't even um, like, I don't even think I can afford it right now. So I'd have to I'll wait a bit. I'll probably have to wait till it comes out. Um, yeah. Learn from my suffering is what I will tell you. Um, we have to talk about AEW Fight Forever. No. And before I do that, hold on. I got to talk about Mike Straw, who, as inconsistent as I can be on a lot of things in my life, this motherfucker was hyping up like, you don't want to miss the fucking trailer. And I, even on the last episode, we mentioned he said to expect an announcement of some fucking sort at the fan fest. And my and Matt Black from WrestleZone even retweeted it, but I that that honestly feels like Matt Black was just like, okay, this guy, this guy has you know sources. I'll retweet it. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not get an announcement, and after what was shown, Mike Straw tweeted like, oh, they're not going to make their money back. They went over budget, which Justin Leeper actually made a very good point about this like months ago. Like the people that are claiming they're over budget are people that have never worked on a game, and also. Like, it doesn't make any sense. If they were over budget badly in, like, the spring of 2022, why is the game not out now? Typically, when you go over budget, you rush that fucker out to... Uh, Try and make money. To make whatever you can off of it. Yeah. Um, and also, like... It just, just thinking off the top of my head, g- going over budget such that they wouldn't make their money back, that would mean, like, they had to have poured, like... 50 or 60 million into that shit, right? Like, yeah, I'm trying to think of I, like what the realistic. I have no idea. I, I know because uh, Tony like, put his own a money to 30 million dollar investment, like a 30 million dollar investment, would mean you'd have to sell like 600,000 copies at, um, oh, wait, nope, I, I put 50 instead of six on that. I'm sorry. If they spent, um, th- like, to recoup costs at, like, 600000 assuming they got every penny from the sales, which they don't, but let's just assume, they have to sell, like, 600,000 copies, mm. which that's that's possible. It, it is. Yeah. It's not going to break the million barrier, I don't think, at this point. Um, six months ago, yes, it would have. But, like, oh, they're not going to make their money back. You, you'll notice with Mike Straw, when he gets angry at something or he gets really excited about something that dictates how he reports on it. Mm-hmm. Cause remember when 2k got mad at him in like the summer of 2021 for leaking GM mode. And it was just like months of constant negative stories about 2k. And then 2k 22 came out and people liked it. And then Mike straw reported like, Oh, they're fucking, they're extending the deal or whatever. Like somebody made the little bald man mad on the AEW team. And I, I don't know. I just, he's very annoying. But it's clear he does have legitimate sources with 2K. I, I don't buy that he has legitimate sources with the fucking AEW game now, especially with Brian Williams not being there. Oops, did I say that out loud? Don't edit that out. Um, I mean, it's it's awful funny how all of the people that fucking had, like, shit to say about that game, like, this time last year and into the spring... We're all people that fucking might have been Brian Williams and Jason. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Uh, 
but past that we did get a trailer um but this one was like almost two minutes so i can't complain too much about the real life footage into gameplay some of the editing was very bad on it i will say that uh it was hangman page and brian danielson based on the second match that they had the first episode on tbs uh in 2022 uh all the moves looked impactful i did see some like people pointing out like it's it's the Ukes thing where like an animation will be very slow and then when it connects it speeds up. It's it's just how it is. Honestly. I don't think it looks bad, but there are like ones where it's like a noticeable snap. And like maybe you could clean that up a little bit. But um blood still stains the body, and what I've noticed is like Danielson was bleeding, but he had like the blood splatters on his body, like he'd been thrown into like the tax or barbed wire. Yeah, so um, it looks so, like they're using the same blood for for all match types, basically. Yeah, like in Fire Pro and the Aki games would do the same thing. Yeah. Then again, the Aki games there's only one way to bleed. Fire Pro there's only one way to bleed, so I, I get it. Um, they've obviously to some extent toned down the blood on the mat because there was none in the trailer, <laughs> but also it feels like the blood on the mats tied to like weapons. Maybe it isn't who knows. Um, Kenny appeared on the swerve podcast with uh swerve Strickland. And by the way, great listen. I'd recommend listening to the whole episode. They do talk about fight forever. Kenny basically confirms they had to, they had to tone the game down. He doesn't know how much, uh, they had to tone the game down, so I, I'm guessing he's still in the dark. And also, that podcast was recorded like February 9th, so um, this this is a pretty this isn't like they had this in the can for months. They had it in the can for like a week and a half or a week, yeah, a week. Um, Kenny mentioned some of the like kind of wacky things you can do, and this this interview and the quotes from it spawned a lot of people that were mad about the mini games like oh this this took away from development time of no as as friend of the show uh mr dark told me like it's crazy people don't realize you just like make another level in the unreal editor and you can knock out these mini games in like a couple of days while waiting for the next build of the game and i was like yeah it's crazy people don't actually understand how this shit works um the mini games are things I'm probably going to play once or twice. The home run derby, because it kind of does look like Slugfest, I'll probably probably play a couple of times because I'm a sucker for stuff like that. The the like skateboard stuff was another thing. I know Bix kind of got like weirded out by it. I I like the idea of like you can jump on a skateboard and then do like a flying attack off of it because it, is it really that much different than the Undertaker motor, motorcycle thing? And here comes the pain. No, that's what I was gonna reference. Yeah, it's definitely like a throwback to the old Ukes games, anyway. And uh, I let me let me find the Kenny quotes because I do have them saved because I want I want the cleaner to be accurately represented for posterity's sake. Uh, he said, yeah, I'm not sure how much we had to scale it back, but man, I freaking loved it. You can make the ring look like a murder scene if you wanted to. I just hope there's still some way to get a semblance of that. I hope we didn't have to dumb it down too much. It was fun. It's just what we get every week on TV anyway. You know, it could get gory, but it's like no one's being dismembered. No one's dying. I mean, maybe it could look that way if you beat someone up that bad. But again, 
there are a lot of things we haven't shown in the game yet. Uh, I will say, I mean, what I will say is this game is not a wrestling simulator. I'm sure that at some point I looked at other games. I'm sure I've said, I'm sorry, that at some point I've looked at other games and like I know people love them and there's absolutely a place for them. But I feel if we go to the uh, if we go the simulation route, no one's ever going to do better than Fire Pro because they've had decades and decades and decades of practice doing that. And they have the systems all implemented. So what Ux does best is to have that arcade style of wrestling. What our guys do best is the animation, the guys from the Aki projects from way back when doing the virtual pro wrestling in No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000. So having those guys love to cook up some of the animations to correct some of the old animations and to kind of seminar the Ux people into how they go about doing their stuff rather than mocap, but taking the point articulation or whatever. The, uh, the elbow moves this way, the fingers move this way to show the generation of movement, the velocity of force. I do want to say real quickly, that quote, there's all those animations that are basically the same thing from uh, the 2K games. It feels like Ukes might have had a hand in, or uh, some of the ex-Aki devs might have had a hand in tweaking the animation slightly, I guess. That's how that reads to me, at least. So, I was thinking um, about this when they showed the trailer, right? Um one of the the biggest things about Aki was i mean we've seen it countless times they would watch a match and they would recreate that with animations in the game and um, the the Vince uh, people's elbow the Vince Stunner it's like perfect right so when i watched the the Hangman uh, Brian trailer i was like they need to convey that like when the, if the if the moves in this game are like that if there any of them are like that they need to convey that in these trailers because like they show Hanman doing the buckshot lariat, which there looks like um, there's like collision issues with that, by the way. But like when they show it in the actual match, like Danielson does a flip cell, and when they show it in the game, he just he just does a a back bump. So I think that if they're doing it Aki style, and you know they're following that process of you know following the animations from the matches, or sorry, following the moves from the matches and then recreating it as an animation. They need to show their sources because that's what I I would want to see. Like it, it didn't match up the footage, and I thought that was a. After reading that quote, I thought to see a match and then to see gameplay and not have it line up like that, like it would with Aki, um, sort of took me out of it a bit. It doesn't mean the buckshot, Larry. It's not based on an actual match, though. It's just not based on this particular one. But then they should have showed the match it was based on, right? Or, like, showed a clip from the match. I don't need to see a full Danielson, Hangman, you know, recreated. This was basically their showcase mode. It's like someone saw a showcase mode and said, hey, let's do a trailer like that. I don't need to see that. Like, I don't know. It did nothing for me. It was just like, oh, yeah, okay, more footage. That's it. But if you're saying like, oh, where I like, was happy to see more of the game. Well, it, to me, it was just but, I, I felt like I'd already seen it. It was just like I know, I know, like at the end of this trailer, it's gonna see it coming soon. There it is. Like, okay, cool. We've got another two minutes of moves. I haven't seen tag team matches. I haven't. Seen I did make the. Wire. I, I did make the joke on their Instagram like. Um, can't wait for the 30 second hangman trailer with no release date at the end. And I, I hoped so badly I was going to be wrong about that. And I was wrong about the length of the trailer, which is nice. Um, the thing is, we, we got a lot more than we did out of like 
we've already seen them, right? We've seen Hangman, we've seen Brian. By the way, when Brian came into AEW, did he not have the ponytail? I can't remember. He had like the man bun. Because he doesn't in game, right? Thing going on. No. Like his model from the game, he just had like sort of medium length hair. So let me, let me load up the trailer real quick. That's another thing when I watched it, I was like, wait, did he have like the, the man bun or like the ponytail or anything when he started? He actually doesn't have the man bun here, he just has the shit slicked back. Yeah. In the actual match that they show. So I don't know. It it did nothing for me. I mean, cool, they showed off some moves, but I've seen moves. I want to see more, though. I want to see tag matches. Like one of the very first things they showed was was the the Indy Taker by like, um, Meltzer Driver. Yeah, sorry, Meltzer Driver. So, <laughs> can I see that? You know, I don't know. I'm not mad about it because I wasn't expecting much anyway. But I guess I got what I paid for, which is nothing. I also have to note, this set off like a shit show in the Discord, the AEW Games Discord. Yeah. And their community manager, theirs being THQ Nordic, decided to lash out at people who were um, angry that we waited two months and still didn't get a release date. Especially after we now know the ESRB rating is confirmed. And you... Listen, there's a moderator in that Discord who keeps, because her frame of reference for video games apparently begins in 2019. Uh, like, I don't want another 2K20 situation. This is a, this, this isn't that. 2K20 was visual concepts being arrogant enough to think they could fucking reverse engineer a, at the time, two-year-old WWE game. That's not Ukes, the most experienced wrestling game devs ever starting a game from scratch with all of the years of knowledge they accumulated and also having the fucking director of like everybody's favorite wrestling game series as like the point man between AEW and Ukes. Hmm. That's like, that's a completely different scenario. This game is not going to launch a broken pile of shit. Stop telling people, look in 2021, I could understand telling people, listen, they're going to take their time. Early last year, I could still kind of understand it. Kenny Omega confirmed on the Swerve podcast, the game's been done for months. When he said that shit last summer, going into Forbidden Door about like the game's wrapping up soon, he meant it. The game has literally been done from fucking last June, July, or August. Like The reason they started saying coming soon in August was because they thought the game was fucking launching in November. Yeah, And it hasn't fucking come out yet i i've seen so much like oh the they they need to drop a release date at revolution you know what i you know i think i even said this a week or two ago dropping any sort of significant information during the 2k like hype cycle you're gonna get swallowed another trailer at revolution with like hey we're gonna give you a fucking like tune into all elite arcade you know on this date for like a big update that might work. You know, don't fucking do a release day trailer at Revolution if you can get one hammered down. And then just wait until fucking after 2K launches to start the marketing. But this shit of like, oh, Ukes is polishing the game. Fuck you. 
Yeah, I the mean... game's complete. The game's been complete for almost. L- l- let me put this in perspective real quick. In four months' time, that Omega interview where he said the game was wrapping up will be a year old. I remember sitting in line at fucking Dairy Queen after I got off work one night listening to that interview going, fuck, we're going to have this game in a few months. It's been a few months. And we're, we're like, we're obviously closer to it releasing now than we were then because there's an ESRB rating. And Kenny, Kenny made the point they couldn't sell the game or market the game until they had the fucking rating, but you've got the rating now. And, I, and again, I understand the FanFest stuff was likely in the can for like like a couple of weeks. At least the trailer was. But for, for Ziddy to lash out, and that's the community manager's name, for that motherfucker to lash out at people who are like, waited two months, we know the game's rated now. Like, why, why haven't we gotten anything? He made the point, like, Duke Nukem Forever took 14 years to release. My brother in Christ, that is not the point you want to be making here. No, I wouldn't bring that game up. Also, it's just... No! It's very, no. very funny that you've got one side that's THQ Nordic that's in... Dukes wants to make an amazing game. They just don't want to make a good game. They want to make an amazing game. Still working on it. We want them to keep working for AEW. And then you've got the other side that's like, yeah, the game's done. And then <laughs> THQ Nordic's like, yeah, don't listen to Kenny. Kenny doesn't know what he's talking about. It's it's so funny because they're like, oh, you know, when, when AEW and THQ Nordic are ready to release the game... I, I'm willing to bet you that the AEW game side is ready to push the fucking thing out at this point. Because yep. Tony was adamant. He was adamant that the fucking uh, income from the video game was going to be on last year's fucking balance sheet at the end of the year. And he's... Recently, he did the interview saying the game was coming out imminently and they've put a lot of money and resources into it. Tony Khan's not going to let this game fucking stay in development for any longer than it needs to. And the way Kenny talked about it, it's a fucking really good game. The way, like, Evil Uno's talked about playing multiple builds of the game and ev- everything, again, to go back to Gamescom and Tokyo Game Show and German Comic Con, everybody who got hands on that build of the game said it was great. And by all accounts, the builds that have been fucking touched after that are significantly better. I'm not going to say you could drop a fucking turd wrapped in tinfoil and hand it to me and it would be better than 2K22, but that's exactly what I'm saying. So if we've got an actual good wrestling game in the chamber, send it my way. Please. Please, it's been far too long. Do you think, realistically speaking, do you think that there's going to be moves in the game where you can like pinpoint a match and be like, okay, this move is from this match the way you could with Aki? You know what? I've been wanting to see... I've been wanting to go back and watch every time Kenny did the Avalanche uh, One-Winged Angel to see if if he ever set it up that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that he does in the, the Adam Cole um, the full match that we saw. Oh, also, real quick. I made a point, like, we saw a full match six months ago. If the game's in such a better shape now, why aren't you showing us a full match? And I, I got ignored. So it's it's literally they're saying all the bullshit they can to like distract from the fact that THQ Nordic just refuses to market anything until it's ready to come out. 
and I don't mean ready, like, okay, the game's the game. We're happy with it. The game's good. No, they don't until they're ready to be like, okay, the fucking game's going to be in on this day. We can start talking about it. It's, it's a shitty way to market a wrestling game, especially to a community that's accustomed to a certain uh, style of information rollout. Yeah. Agreed. Especially when the the first half of your name is a company that like pioneered the way that people are expect to get information. But to your question about the animations, I hope. I don't like. <laughs> I hope that like. Teach. I mean, sorry. I was just gonna say like Ukes has has done that in the past, like with like Kajimuto and like here comes the pain. Like, uh, shut your mouth. Like, his moves were, like, spot on. They had his movements down perfectly, so they must have watched his matches, obviously. But for the most part, I mean, obviously when they do mocap, they're not referencing... Well, they sometimes are referencing specific matches. They're not just not they're just not very good at it. Because obviously, as I keep bringing up, like, some indie dude is not Hulk Hogan, so when he tries to copy Hulk Hogan's moves, it doesn't exactly work. But... I mean, that Kenny interview just made me think, and, and, and as I've just said again and again, like, the Aki thing was, like, you could put the footage side by side and you'd get almost a perfect recreation. And I'm just wondering if we're going to get that out of this game. It, it almost feels like the style of game doesn't suit that because some of the animations are over the top and then some of them are kind of what you would expect. I don't know. I just don't see, like... I don't know. I want it like that, but I, I don't I know. I will say be. this. I don't know what I'm rambling on about anymore. Um, Brian Williams did make mention initially with uh, that Dre 41 interview that he had like in their like file server that they were sharing between himself and the Ukes team. He had thousands of clips from Dynamite and Dark. This was before Rampage, before uh, Elevation even. Mm-hmm. But it was like thousands of clips of moves, counters, and taunts. So the stuff is going to be based on like actual, um, actual matches and stuff. Whether or not we get people matching them up, I don't know. I hope so. Because it would be really weird. It's going to be really weird if like the fucking Omega One Winged Angel is based on like a random match he did, like one of the five times he appeared on Dark. Yeah. But I'd take that. I'd be like, hey, I can reference that. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think that's one of the, the high points of Aki was just how you know accurate those moves looked. And if, if Fight Forever has something like that, that'd be really neat. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I I think the move animations mostly look good and that's that's cool. Yeah. I, I do like that I'm a big enough nerd to recognize where a lot of the stuff in the Aki games comes from, but at the same time, like, even if I couldn't, I'd still love the way all the stuff looks. Oh, yeah. Like, for years, I didn't... For years, I never put two and two together on the Koji Katal being the uh, the KO animation, but I always thought the animation looked great, because it's literally somebody doing, like the, the, like, falling tree. Not the Greg Valentine version of it, like, a legitimate, like, you just you crush that tree with an axe on the first shot, and that thing's going down. Yeah, and my thoughts on it, but uh, mostly just come from Kenny's interview when he talked about like bringing in the Aki guys and 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 them and their animations and stuff like that. Right. He um, 
He also said, well, it's because the game has been done, but we've had to try to get our game in a position to be rated so we can sell it. So now I can possibly say that we're headed back in the right direction. Let, let me reiterate. It's because the game has been done. Mm-hmm. But no. So you, for anybody who's like, well, they, they're, they're still working on it. Okay, well, well here you go. The community manager is saying so. <laughs> I don't know. Also, um, he said it's kind of an ongoing pro- uh, process, so it does suck that, yes, the rating held us back a little bit because we really, really wanted to get out. The longer the game... The longer the time goes by, this finished product we have of the game is just going to be a little dated, right? I mean, this time, sure, a lot of the same people are uh, are going to be there. A lot of people are there, but some aren't. And then you're going to wonder why I've seen this guy on TV for weeks and weeks and weeks. Now, why isn't he in the game? It's a good point. I'm also curious because it was it was mentioned in, um, well, I want to say it was the spring last year. The first big Sean Ross Sapp info drop where we... We got hard confirmation that Brian's in the game. We got hard confirmation that Adam Cole's in the game, Ruby Soho, Sting, etc. It was mentioned the game was delayed to make sure some of the people that came in in 2021 were going to be in the game. I am so curious if Malachi Black ends up in this game. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he was booked prominently from the jump. Yeah, I... I... Honestly, I I don't know what the roster is going to look like. I try to keep thinking from when, when like the game was announced until now. Like it's it's all jumbled in my mind as to when people showed up and when people didn't. So I I, I don't know. I think maybe like Brian will... and, and and Cole maybe be the cutoff. Yeah, well, Brian Cole and uh, Ruby Soho because they all debuted on the same night, but we right. haven't seen Ruby yet either. That, that's important to note. I do think it's so strange that they have... Because the game's going to launch with 50-ish characters, which I don't even care. 50 characters that all have good movesets is better than 190 characters that all play like shit. Yep. Um, but it is so strange to me that Yuka Sakazaki and Abaddon are in the game. And no disrespect to either of them. They're in the game, but fucking FTR is not, at least on launch. It really doesn't make sense. Um, my only guess is because they might have wanted more women in the game for, like, if you create a woman for the story mode or whatever. Yeah. Because, like, realistically, you can't just have Brit, Sheeta, um, Thunder Rosa, and Jade Cargill. I guess that's one. And Nyla and Statlander. And actually, if you throw Abaddon and Yuka in there, there's already eight confirmed women for that game, unless I'm missing one or two that were confirmed and I've just been kind of not paying attention to it. I I liked the footage that was shown, but also kind of in the same boat as you. Like, yeah, it's just kind of a trailer showing off moves. I, I want... I want the next the next drop to be a little bit more, unless it's like a release day trailer, then you can kind of get away with just doing another video of moves and shit. Because at least then, like, once we get the release day trailer, we know the marketing is starting. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, I can, I can kind of hold my nose to whatever that's going to be. But GameStop's getting marketing materials now that are supposed to be held for April. 
which means probably May or June. And as, as I said a couple of uh, episodes ago, there was somebody on games uh, on one of the, it was either in the reply to the chief ass gamer tweet or on Reddit that was like, well, you know, we've had, we've had marketing materials for insert game here for like a year now. And I talked to a friend of mine and at the time of the podcast, I said like, he basically was like, we're not going to hold marketing materials for a wrestling game for months before putting like, like it, we're not going to have the fight forever stuff in the store for like six months before the fucking thing comes out. Like, it's a wrestling game. We're just going to put the marketing stuff out like a little bit before it comes out. I talked to another friend who worked at GameStop who basically said the same shit. Cause I was like, here's, here's kind of the situation. Like, what do you think based on this? This motherfucker worked at GameStop for like eight years. And he was like, yeah, honestly, it's not a big game. If it was a big game, I could see like, we're going to have the, we're going to have the materials and we're going to put them out in April and it's going to come out in like November or whatever. But he reiterated the point, like, dude, it's a wrestling game. Like, GameStop's not going to make a ton of money off of that game. They'll they'll put the the pre-order cover and stuff out for it, and then you probably have the game in, like, a month or two. And one of the things that's always been said about the game in terms of release timeframes is they want to drop it around to pay-per-view. Well, there's one at the end of May. And if last year's any indication, there's one at the end of June, too. So... I, yeah. I would really hate to see them drag this release out to All Out. No, please, no. I mean, it, it doesn't help but to that when WWE... Obviously, it's a di- different situation because the WWE series has gone, been, been going on for years and you know they're, they're working off the previous year's game. But it also doesn't help that the day... Um, like... WWE 2K is officially announced, 2K23, you get a release date, and then very soon afterwards you have war games, you have footage of war games, you have the Cena showcase. They hit you with the you know the media blitz all at once. And AEW yep. you get nothing for months. So it, it doesn't help in that in that so way either. My understanding is that they're going to do a big media blitz when well, that's what the see. release date's officially announced. Yeah, but it's it's been reiterated by multiple people at this point to where like they have to deliver on that. Um, but I also think the reason we got like the big push for 2K is because like we're in we're in the end stage of the hype cycle. 2K smart in that unlike the AEW game they haven't been stringing people along with like teasers mm. for two years now. Um, it will be interesting to compare the two month build up to fight forever to the two month build up to two K 23 and see which company gave more at the end. But no, it's, it's a good point. Like once, once two K 23 had the rating and the cover and the release date, they hit us. Yeah. Here's everything. And Yeah. I mean, there's, what, like, four weeks until the game comes out, and we basically, every substantive piece of information about the game I need, I have now. Yeah. And I think... So anything else they show us is, like, it's gravy at that point. That's the way to me. Like, I I know, like, there's all sorts of shit happens, but when it comes to, like, game development and, like, in in media information and releasing information, I think it's got to be, like... Okay, here's the announcement of the game, and we're guiding you along all along all the way through. Or you just announce it, and it's like, here's the shit you need to know. Hey, the game comes out in a few months. 
this this in between with AEW where it's like, well, here's the game, here's a here's media blackout for months, here's media blackout for months, no release date, and I know there's been delays and and shit. They they probably had issues with development and Brian Williams left and all that, so there's been problems. But it doesn't serve anyone. It just makes people frustrated. I don't think Brian Williams leaving hurt the development. All Maybe that much. not. But Again, I, it, to go back to the no, little bald man, Mike Straw. Like seven weeks after he left, people were saying the game played better. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know what his his entire role is. I'm just thinking that maybe it could have caused some disruption. I don't really know. There's just something that I throw out there, but. Um... It's been frustrating. I mean, we. I think the biggest problem week, was so the the development of this game. The the problem I think was they genuinely thought the game was going to be out at the end of twenty twenty one. Yeah. And the realities of developing the game across two different continents during a pandemic. That hit, and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. They probably shouldn't have announced the game when they did, and I think I've even said that a couple of times. I'm I'm sympathetic in a lot of ways to it, but also like like getting one screenshot. That's like one motherfucker's job. Yeah. Or like when they remember when they were doing like the pay per view graphics. Like who do you have for the main event of this show? Mm-hmm. And it's like the elite GM artwork, and it's like you could just you know like show the like character models and fight forever. Yeah. There's um. Or at the time it was called the AEW console game. There's an indie game that's being developed um, off the top of my... Vigilance 2099 or something like that. It's a heavy-influenced Blade Runner game. And... Oh, what? So when they've released videos and it's like flying cars, you play as what seems to be like a bounty hunter with a trench coat. You're going through a city. Um, It looks incredible. But the developers are just like, hey, we're working on... At one point, they, they talked about a Kickstarter. I don't think they actually did it. But it's just like, hey, here's a new video. A few months later, here's a new video. But they don't drop any expectations, right? Like, they don't have anyone saying, like, oh, the game is almost done. We're at this stage or anything. It's just like, here's a video. We're still working on it. Here's another video. We're still working on it. I don't know if the game's coming out this year. I don't know if it's coming out next year. I don't know when it's coming out. All I know is that they drop uh, videos when they're ready, and I'm fine with that because I have no expectations. With AEW, I feel like I've had expectations for years now, and obviously that's where the frustration comes from, as opposed to something like this, which is just like, hey, here's this. Isn't that cool? See you in a few months, and that's all I need. You know? You should check that game out if you haven't, by the way. It's so strange, like, Again, I know that the whole plan, like Kenny was even saying in like March of 2021, before the exploding barbed wire match with Moxley, which seems like an eternity ago now, kind of because it was, Mm. but like, I wouldn't say multiple years away, plural, but like in a perfect world, like they, Kenny at the time was like, give it a year. But that's before Punk comes in, Malachi Black comes in, fucking Danielson comes in, Ruby So comes in. Uh, Adam Cole comes in, obviously. You had, like, that big wave of signings in 2021, and I just remember being like, this is before Punk even came in, just being like, yeah, that game's not coming out in March. 
There's there's no way they launch without Malachi Black or without Andrade. And then fucking the punk rumor hits and it's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> then they put them in the game they, and he's not even on the goddamn cover anymore. <laughs> no, but he was at New Japan Battle in the Valley or whatever that show was called last night that yeah, I watched two matches from. Anyway, in terms of... Yeah, yeah, I was kind of hoping he was going to fucking do a deal with Okada. But yeah, I, I that didn't end up happening, apparently. They could let him work a New Japan match. Why not? He's just sitting on his contract, right? Yeah, well, Chris Jericho put that tweet out like, I always love working with Punk. That's yeah. the, Those are the actions of a guy who knows that motherfucker's coming back. <laughs> or at least that there's a chance of it. Um. Anyway, to, to get, guys, this is a whopper of a news segment. It's just us bitching about the AW game again. Yeah. I will say, again, I liked the footage. I, I enjoyed listening to Kenny talk about it. I didn't really enjoy the mod of or the community manager of THQ Nordic being an absolute shithead though. Um, why you have somebody who has contempt for wrestling fans actively engaging with wrestling fans is beyond me. By the way, the nobody's going to send this to Ziddy, but here's, here's something between me and you, buddy. I, I watched the Gamescom live stream. You did mock wrestling fans multiple fucking times. You've called wrestling fans crazy on Twitter multiple times. You can't say that these are like weird claims. There are receipts, bud. Fuck you. Anyway, on to other news. Um, Ultra Pro Wrestling has a showcase on the 28th. We will be discussing that. I don't think we said anything on um, previous week's show. I think I just mentioned their DMs weren't open to me. Turns out they were. So I sent a DM, and we're we're going to be talking about the showcase. It'll, Hold on a second. It'll be interesting to see what they show up. You're but... a bit robotic. Ah, poop. Am yeah. I still robotic? Yeah. God damn it. Um, I'm on. You know what? Maybe I should switch. This is going to be riveting audio. Um... All right, how about now? No, that's still bad. What the fuck? Hold on one second. Okay. Okay, how about now? That's a lot better. Okay. We should, uh, you should mention that uh, UPW stuff again, because it was super robotic, so I'll just edit that part yeah. out. So, um, Ultra Pro Wrestling, now a friend of the show. I had mentioned last week the DMs weren't open to me. Turns out they actually opened them, so I messaged them, and we will be covering the UPW showcase that drops on February the, as I'm looking at their Twitter, I can't quite read that, 28th. Um, I'm interested to see what they show. Obviously, I've certainly been critical, to put it nicely. Critical um, on critical. Ha! Yeah, I didn't even realize Boom. what I did there. Um, I'm hopeful that, and, and I think because this is designed to, I think, this is the one that they're designing like the trailer to get funding. I'm hopeful fingers crossed. There's none of the like wink, wink, nudge, nudge WWE IP stuff in this. <laughs> um, like... They've kind of, they've kind of hinted to me that like there wouldn't be. Okay. So <laughs> a giant crossed, copy we'll of know your role, the rocks book. Someone getting hit with it or something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what it's like. I, I don't have any thoughts on it right now. I just want to see the trail and go from there. 
Yeah, nothing on Virtual Basement, but you know, 2022 oh, is all gameplay. I got something to say about um, that, actually. So, um, you sent me. You sent me the link for the AEW Discord. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I go in there, and it's it's just like a, a bootlick fest. And um, there was someone that mentioned Virtual Basement, and they're like, well, we have, you know, they were talking about AEW, and like, well, we have 2K23 uh, and, and the wrestling code. I'm like, do you? Because <laughs> um, we haven't seen anything from that. And they're like, they, they, actually, the original comment was that Virtual Basement is transparent. And I was like, no, they're not. What? <laughs> no. And I, I, I said that line. I was like, 2022 is all gameplay. And they're like, yeah, there's a gameplay video on the YouTube. I'm like, it's someone walking around the ring. And they're like, well, it's showing you the controls. I'm like, yeah, you can do that with a screenshot too. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. I'm tired of the night, like the naivety around that game. But also, like, there are people that are like, well, you know, they're taking their time on it. We said this, I think it was last week. There's no evidence they fucking are going to put out a good wrestling game. They've never put out, no. a, like, a good game in general. It would be like, I don't know. It's like any first-time studio coming in and just being like, oh, these guys are going to hit it out of the park. You've got no reference for that. Like, did you play their Army Man game? I didn't. Did anyone? I don't know. Imagine if the fucking Rainbow Six team were like, we're going to make an ECW video game. Yeah. Like, I don't even where to go with that. Might have been worse than what we got. Tom Clancy's Hardcore Revolution? Um, I don't know. It's like, I don't, well, I don't want to... Thank God sh- there's no Russians in ECW, because that would have been... Well, no, he would have just... If Tom Clancy was writing it, he would have just made the FBI the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to shit on someone for being the first-time developer, because everyone starts somewhere. I guess it's just the... But it's the PWX thing of they've made a lot of real, like, insane promises, and they've they've shot themselves in the foot constantly, like, beefing with a friend of mine, um, because he mostly was just like, don't don't act out on, like, the main account, like, do that on your personal account, which is, like, advice everybody can use. They've They've positioned this game as being a passion project. And I, it, it, it's for sure one person on that team's passion. I don't know. I don't know about how many of the other people really want to be making, um, a wrestling game, Mm. but the people that think like, oh, this is, this game looks amazing. What are, what do you go? Like, at least when I said that about PWX, when I was 13, I had like multiple move animations and shit. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't have a goddamn thing. Knock it off. No. And that's the point. There's 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 nothing for you to so be so put your faith in like that. There's, there's nothing to go by at all. Yeah, there's 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 jack shit. It doesn't make sense. Um, friend of the show, Bastante Bueno Lucha Libre, posted a video this morning because it's Sunday, and you know what that means. We're recording <laughs> critical, and they provide updates. Um, the Text of the tweets, a lot of programming tweets this week, which doesn't make for a very fun update, so please enjoy these grapple finishers' uh, progress with flashy new overlays, and there's a lot of really cool-looking shit. Um, I dig the uh, the Mist and the Shining Wizard. Yes. Uh, animation and, like, that insane, like, jumping dragon suplex. Yeah, they're, they're almost All-Stars-esque. 
Yeah. Yeah, really. This this looks amazing. I say it every week. Yeah, I don't really think that. I, these, I just, these animations are great. When we, uh, I checked on um, not long after we started the podcast because I wanted to see if there was anything up, and I was like, added one minute ago, and I was like, yeah, of course, and yeah, looks super cool. I know Steve Mason uploaded a video yesterday. I meant to oh, link he? it to you. Yeah, uh, I also did not know that he lived in Montreal. I, I think he, he moved recently. I do know he was there. Not to make anything too personal, but he posted on his um, on Twitter that I, I think he said he moved. So that's probably why we haven't. Part of the reason we haven't had any updates on from him in a while. Um, but let's see what was added. Uh, it's an animation of the exploder into the corner. Oh, nice! And the haluva kick. Whoa, that looks crazy. So this, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, the way obviously he... since the game is physics based. Oh my the god! The way the opponent hits, like that they go brutal. like flying once they hit the turnbuckle. Yeah, he like yeah, that he looks, like that bounces off the turnbuckles and and hits the ropes. It looks crazy. Yeah, that looks that looks fantastic. Um. Is Casual Pro updated? I, I know I know kind of our collective enthusiasm for Casual Pro is kind of went the, the way of the dodo. Um I haven't seen anything um, in a while. The um, my computer just popped up the feeds thing and I can't actually access the search bar on Twitter now. Um nothing Blame. since January twenty um, seventh when they were talk- talking about Steam Workshop integration, which we went over on a previous podcast. Okay, so we don't have. Is that all the indie game news? Wait, has has Dave posted a new PWX newsletter? He has, but I didn't really go over it. Okay, well I'm gonna go over it. Um, okay. We're gonna get a live reaction like the last one where I uh, I don't think we ended up having that in the episode. Um. Apparently tables have been programmed and you can now like climb on them and stuff. That's Oh yeah, that's what it was, yeah. That's cool. Um this is posted on the seventeenth, so yesterday no two days ago as of when we're recording this. They're hoping to wrap the next update in a week or so. We'll see how that pans out. Um He asks where the community wants um, the focus to be put, more cop parts, more move animations, clean up any janky, wonky sequences, hit detection, audio mass types, etc. Dave, I don't know if you, <clears throat> if you still listen to this podcast. Um, I, I don't need creator wrestler parts at this point. I need a game that like functions reasonably well. The last build of PWX that I played, I was not super thrilled with. Um. Yeah. This wasn't quite the um. This wasn't quite the update like the last one was. Oh no, he did. He did one like a week ago too. Um. He posted the um the VPW two promotional video and mentioned that PWX will have a daytime uh, open air arena. Huh. Neat. I actually 
I, I remember you referencing this. I don't think I've seen this video, actually. Yeah, it's got... I um, thought I knew what the video was. Like When you mentioned it, I thought I knew what you were referring to. But as I'm sitting here right now, like looking at this, no, I have never seen this. It's it's cool because some t- the ring and uh, parts of the video has different like shade of blue for the mat, and it's got the yellow turnbuckles from Revenge. Yeah, I was about to mention that. I just saw Tawei. Um One of those guys in that video sure looks a lot like Chris Jericho. Um, oh, I most have to of go the back and, and see it. Yeah, these are like some of these characters being shown are absolutely not motherfuckers that make it into the final game. Let me see. Let's take a look. See, it's been a while since I've seen this, so. Uh, go to like 56 seconds. He does like a standing discus lariat. It's a dude that's blonde with like black and red tights. 56. I'm sure this is riveting audio. Um, is that not... I say um, that like once a week. That might be Kojima's default. I, you know what? I kind of thought that might have been the case. I just... When I when I saw the clip, it, like my first thought was immediately was like, oh, that looks like Bootleg Mania 2000 Jericho. Yeah. I think... Kojima in the end game had different hair, but that looks like the attire they gave him. I might be wrong. I could I could see it. Um, oh, we should probably talk about New Japan games now. Because hey. that's the topic of the week. Um, so there's three New Japan games on the Super Famicom, or Super NES for those of us in the West. Uh, there's also a Game Boy game that I thought we were going to talk about, so I played it. Um... And I think that might actually be chronologically the first game. We can talk That's about right. it. I'm, I'm checking com- game facts right now. To I just completely forgot it even existed. I mean, I don't fucking blame you. Uh, I can't even find a release date on it now. That rules. Um, what was the okay? So okay. this game comes out in 1991. Yeah, so that's definitely the first. Uh, it. Yeah, it predates uh, the Super Famicom games by a, a solid two years. Um, it's Shinya on Pro Wrestling, Tokan Sanjushi. No clue what that means. Uh, it was published by Varier, who are the company that published the Super Famicom games before handing duties off to Tomi. Um, this game features three playable characters. And honestly, like, the idea is cool. You can play as Muto, Hashimoto, or Chiono. Um, the problem is in this game, everybody is the same fucking sprite. <laughs> so when you're playing a match, the only way to denote which character you are is like, are you the lighter sprite or are you the darker sprite? And it's very, very fucking frustrating. Um, the guys do have special moves. Uh because uh, Mudo did did end up doing a moonsault when I went to uh, the the top rope. Um, apparently, there are three hidden boss wrestlers once you get past the two musketeers. 
and they are Hiroshi Hase, Riki Choshu, and Tatsumi Fujinami. I did not get past. Uh, I did not get past Big Hosh, actually. I. Uh, I um, I, I got my ass kicked, so I, I didn't play a whole lot of this game. Um, looking at the guide on Game Facts, however, there's apparently a way to cheese the the AI. Um. You pick Chono and head towards the top left or right ropes. Once positioned, wait for the opponent to come close enough. And then press the A or B buttons to do a flying attack against the opponent. If timed correctly, the opponent will fall to the ground, taking damage in the process. Once the opponent has taken enough damage, knock them down and uh, just put them in the uh, STF. Well, that's that's an effective strategy. I wasn't playing as Chono, however. Um, yeah, there's like really not a lot to... Um, to this game i don't know if you know like hase and fujinami and choshu have different sprites because I, I did not fight them but oh no there's a screenshot on game facts they're absolutely the same sprite so what the fuck's the point <laughs> sorry um <laughs> by the way when i say the same sprite everybody is they're, they're basically antonio Inoki. trunks no knee pads black boots short hair who isn't even in the game? Uh, not. No, no. He makes his, as we established last week, he makes his licensed wrestling game debut in uh, Tokon Retsuden 2. But the next game in the series that we're going to talk about, if it is a series, I, I suppose, uh, is Shinyon Pro Wrestling, Chosenshi in Tokyo Dome, which is uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling fantastic story in Tokyo Dome. This game is a game uh it might be that i played this on emulator it might not this game runs at like half the frame rate of the next two games and it's very noticeable when yeah. you play this game and then you play the other two it's it's like you when you walk it's um, like you're walking as rope walk up it's the best way I yeah that's it. a fucking excellent way to put it actually yeah um i know that this game I, I remember reading a long time ago people like liked this game because of the roster and like the big detailed sprites so I know that that's like at one point that was a conventional wisdom I this this game's not good um the sprites are get, like, like they're they're like too big for the ring and the referee looks tiny compared yeah. to the wrestlers it's true yeah they 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 put a lot of effort into the way the characters looked and no effort into how the game actually played. Um, looking at the roster, like at the select screen right now, you've got Liger, Hase, Muda, Choshu, Big Van Vader, who had not been in New Japan in like six months. Actually, no, this game comes out in September of 93. So he hadn't been in New Japan for well over a year and had already debuted in UWFI. But also, um, when this show, January 4th, 93, happened, Vader, I don't think it had anything to do in New Japan or with New Japan since losing the IWGP tag belts to the Steiners. So very interesting he's in this game. Uh, Scott Norton, Tony Holm, who is probably better known as Ludwig Borga, uh, Fujinami, Hashimoto, and Chono. So you get Muda, but no Muto. That's um, odd. Doesn't make sense. 
Did you play as Tony Holm, by it the is, way? It is very interesting. Or play against I, him? I did not play as Tony Holm. So he has, like, I, I, E-Honda-style fists, where you see, like, the hand animations in different different points, like, going up and down. Um, He has, like, a a huge uppercut, like a Hadouken, which, it, it, it's, that surprised me to see that from Tony Holm, but kind of cool, I guess. I, he, he's a so street I fighter. Fought Hase, I fought Choshu. Yeah. I, um, I fought Choshu, Muda, Liger, and I want to say I, I had a match with Fujinami. Played as Vader, who, by the way, does not have a fucking powerbomb as a finisher. No. The movesets uh, he are has, limited. Yeah, the movesets are, are also kind of strange. Um, Gameplay's not great in this one because of how um, how slow everything is. I finally figured out how to play these games, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you were saying last night you were having After years of just getting my shit kicked in. I fucking I had like barn burner after barn burner in the third game. Nothing in this game though. This game kind of ruined my will to live. Uh, it is also the only licensed New Japan game other than I think Wonder Swan Tokan Redstone that I don't own. It's a weird trivia fact for you. Because uh, everybody that I've gotten my import games from, they never have this one, or they never have a complete in box, and that's all I'm interested in. Uh, but it's the 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 only reason to check this out is the roster. Because it is, it is a very cool roster because you have Vader. Uh, it's, like, I think the only licensed appearance of Tony Holm. No, I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Mm. Um, Sounds about right, actually. He's, he's not in the actually, next game, right? I don't think he's in Battlefield 94 because there'd be no reason for him to be in that. No. Um. Actually, now that I look at it, basically everybody in this game other than Vader and Borga is pretty much in the next game. Yeah. Which is a much, much better game. Um, so I actually own the Turbo CD version of this game and the Super Famicom version. Uh, it is New Japan Pro Wrestling Battlefield 94 based on the January 4th, 1994 Tokyo Dome show. Unfortunately, Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake are not in this game. Oh. Um gigantic roster for a licensed game. There's like, I want to say like 20 or 22 wrestlers. Um, you get Choshu, Hashimoto, Muda, Koshinaka, um, Akira Nogami, Road Warrior Hawk, Scott Norton, Rick Steiner, Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, which is obviously Koji Kanimoto. Um, you get Tatsumi Fujinami, Masachono, Hiroshi Hase. Um, Oh, I just blanked on who's next to Hase. Um, is it Hercules? No, uh, but Hercules is in this game uh, because his uh, tag partner, Scott Norton, was in the game. Izuka's in the game. Power Warrior, uh, Scott Steiner, El Samurai, uh, this guy named Wild Pegasus. I'm sure he didn't go on to do anything horrific or anything like that. Um, I would certainly be surprised to find out if he if he did. Um, oh, it's Hiro Saito. I'm sorry. I was looking at a screenshot of the, 
the character select screen trying to guess who the fuck people were. My apologies. By the way, um, I played of, the game. I just didn't want to load the ROM up to to figure it out. Speaking of Hercules, is it? Did I see this wrong? Or did his does his like name bar say Fernandez instead of Fernandez? It kind of looks like it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Which Fernandez is actually his shoot last name. <laughs> so somebody somebody knew apparently. Um, I I love this game. The sprites are much smaller, but they look really neat. Um, I think I talked about this last week. If somebody has entrance gear, when they take the entrance gear off, yeah. it like blinks out of existence, like characters and uh beat 'em ups. This game is much 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 faster than uh Chosenshi in Tokyo Dome. I I had a lot of fun playing this. I also forgot the Steiners were in this until I. Uh, played it again because I thought they were exclusive to like Battle Seven. It rules how um, many like New Japan games the Steiners run because obviously they're in like uh, Tokon Three as well. Yeah, and every New Japan game they're in is good. Yeah, coincidence? Absolutely. No. But um, well, I mean, there's good New Japan games without them. It's That's just true. The ones they're in are also very very good. Um, I I like the move animations in this game and the sequel because they're like weird and like impactful looking it's it's hard to quantify the way this the way this game moves and animates in the sequel is not like any other wrestling game i've ever played it's like very weird and scrunched and cartoony is a good way to put it i think Mm -hmm. also battlefield 94 is the only video game appearance of hercules so I'm like legally obligated to say nothing bad about it. I did I did play as him and I got the shit kicked out of me by Choshio. And uh that was that was the match where I learned the controls, I just learned them way too late. Um because there's like a grapple button. I thought it just worked like Fire Pro for all these Yeah, it it's sort of I um... walk up the motherfuckers and When you first start, you, you you expect it to be one thing, and the, the controls on it, it. Yeah, I was expecting like a Fire Pro style control too, and it's they do have the automatic grapples, but the controls are a bit different, so it's kind of um, it's a different setup. So it's kind of uh, it took a little. I bit to I really to. once I figured it out, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I um. I really wish that I had like actual hardware to play this on because i'd like to play this game on like actual hardware because i'm a weirdo uh but this game this game's good big roster basically standard modes like you can you can do you can do the beat everybody win the title gimmick and i think they call it the g1 in this game yeah as opposed to um you know like iwgp mode or whatever um i mostly just played exhibition in this because I I wanted to fucking learn how to play it finally. Um but very good game. Which brings us to uh Battle Seven based on the ninety five Tokyo Dome show of the same name. This game kicks ass. Um it's not the best wrestling game on the Super Famicom because like my top ten for that would probably all just be Fire Pro games. But if we're talking like best licensed wrestling game on the Super Famicom or just the Super NES, open it up to the WWF games and the one WCW game as well. I think this might be the best. 
It's either this or like the uh, the third All Japan game. Mm-hmm. Those those games are both fantastic. Um, huge roster once again. Uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, Shinya Hashimoto, Keiji Muto makes his return after not being in a game since the fucking Game Boy game. Osamu Kido, if that does anything for anybody, Kensuke Sasaki, Rick Steiner, Jushin Liger, uh, Wild Pegasus, Norio Honaga, Great Sasuke, Choshu, Chono, Hase, Norton, Hawk, Scott Steiner, Black Tiger, Eddie Guerrero, Shinjiro Otani, El Samurai, and Super Motherfucking Delphin. Um, this game's interesting because, like, looking up how to do moves on Game Facts, like, the finishers are like, all four face buttons and then like your other big moves are like the other face buttons like Hase I think the um the giant swings like it's either X and Y or A and B but like the northern light suplex is all four um face buttons which I thought was was interesting um you can do avalanche moves in this game cuz the AI hit me with them I never figured out how to to do them uh but the ai sure as hell loved fucking catching me every time i went to the top rope with them oh that's probably how you do them huh you just like (laughs) grapple an opponent when they're on the top rope yeah well there's there's like four matches i shouldn't have lost when i um and it's sorted out right there i started this straight away like they have entrances which are just um the entrances are more detailed as a guest set and they just like start at the ramp, and and it's just it's not a full entrance. Um, it's sort of like no mercy style. No, but the presentation's like, fantastic. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like the presentation's really good. When I started the 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 matches, instantly it feels faster than the previous game. Um, the AI yeah. came right out uh, right out of the bat, and um, as I was playing it too, um, I noticed that there was changes to the move sets as well like i think scott steiner and this one has like a tombstone and stuff which he didn't have in the previous game and then i was like he's got to have the the screwdrivers right and i played as uh i played against a great sasuke and the screen flashes and then they just kill sasuke and it was great this is a fun game yeah i had a i had a lot of fun this is the one i played the most out of the three because like i'd figured the controls out enough and i was like all due respect to Hercules being in the previous game, this one actually has my favorite roster of the the trilogy, as it yeah. were. You ever notice like WWF New Japan All Japan All trilogies? You you can bring up Fight Dupon, but Fight Dupon's like kind of a side game to the main three for mm-hmm. All Japan. And also, when we cover those games, I refuse to play that game without an English translation because yeah, I don't, do I don't know what the hell's going on. No, that game that game is that game is buck wild. Um. But yeah, this game's so much fun to play, and I regret that, like, I would try to learn how to play this game for, like, years. Like, every summer, I would be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking get good at the New Japan games, and I'd just get my ass kicked, and I'd be like, never mind, I'll just play Fire Pro, fuck it. But, like, playing, playing it now and knowing how to play it, like, this game's so much fun. And also, it has the Steiner Brothers, so... Yeah, it's a neat little game. One of those things where I'm legally obligated to like it. Not something that's critically as acclaimed as as Fire Pro, or even I would say like um, Saturday Night Slam Masters, but it's a fun little game in its own right. Yeah, I I think more people should know about this one in particular. Yeah. Battlefield '94 is good too. Like if you if you have a way to play them, play those two. 
Uh, don't don't play don't play Tresenshi in Tokyo Dome though. That one's ugh. the yeah. Vader sprite is very cool, but like once you 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 can find a screenshot of Vader, you don't need to play the game for that. Um, and also it should be noted this game comes out the same year as Tokon Retsden. So like if you were somebody who wanted like a licensed New Japan game, which is like a very weird niche audience to be in anyway. Um, like you had two pretty fucking good games to choose from because they both they both do a really good job of representing what New Japan was in completely different ways too. Yeah. Because the personality and stuff is there in both games. And I would also argue the Super Nintendo game does the presentation as well as Power Move because you have the Tokyo Dome stage with the big entrance. It's not a full entrance, but it's still there. Like I I can't I can't stress enough like how crazy it is to see a Super NES game with they're not like super detailed entrances, obviously, even like when your characters are on the stage, but like the idea that there's the big fucking Tokyo Dome stage with your character in a Super Famicom game is is crazy. And it looks and feels like a Super Famicom New Japan game from nineteen ninety five, which is that's like a huge compliment. Ninety five New Japan's amazing. Um and Tokon Retsden feels like a really great representation of ninety five New Japan too. So, like, if you're a fan of that era of New Japan, I mean, you could just play King of Coliseum too. But <laughs> if you wanted like stuff from that era, yeah, you've like got... if you wanted like a representation of New Japan from that era, you've got two really great options. Yeah, I was just gonna say you've got two options, and they're both good. So, yeah, you have two options that are both good, which is more than WCW fans had for a lot of the fucking '90s. Yeah, Japanese fans were eating well at that time period, but not us outside of Japan. Seriously. Find me one bad licensed Japanese wrestling game in the 90s. FMW doesn't count. Um, War isn't very good. Listen. <laughs> W-A-R. <laughs> I call it war. Good God, but no, yeah, that's What is it good for? Not well, it's... Super Famicom, I tell you that. Well, it's... It it is it is WAR though. That's I, I get that it's one of those weird things because it's like an actual word. Sometimes like I call nobody it w- nobody calls like. Here's the thing. Sometimes they call it WAR, but no one cares. I I care, and that that's you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say, you know what I'm gonna say from now on. <laughs> WWF Raw is WAR. I'm gonna see that. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna start it. pronouncing promotions names as if they're word. Like AEW is gonna be AU. Well, that doesn't make sense. Ring of but Honor you can at least row. look at WAR and see that that spells a word. I mean, they they thought of that when they met when they started the promotion. I'm sure of it. You know. Well, wrestling romance is a hell of a name. Is it? Um, do you see hustle or you do you see hustle fighting opera? <laughs> I don't say anything. You should see it. <laughs> no, um, well, maybe. I mean, do you say, do, do you do the whole fucking, like, um, what was, what was the fucking, what was the thing that, um, zero one? Cause it was something, there was a drag right in the pro wrestler zero one. Oh. God, I don't even know. Fuck. <laughs> I'm old. 
I have brain damage. I don't remember things. Yeah, but I remember other things. Head. It's very strange. Um, I I'm not even trying. It's 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 weird. When I'm like trying to be super careful about shit is when I hurt myself. When I'm just doing really stupid redneck shit is when I'm like, yeah, fly by the seat of my pants and I'm fine. It's it's very strange. But yeah, New Japan, great great games for the most part during this era. Like the the Game Boy game, don't don't play it. It sucks. Um, Chosenchi, don't play it. It sucks. Battlefield '94, absolutely play it. Very good. Battle Seven, hundred percent, fantastic game. Uh, which I think brings us to figure talk. And I got to tell you, I have not paid attention this week. Um, what has happened this week? We well, I mean, we could just talk about what I, I shared with you before we started, which was the Haystacks call Calhoun Randa from. Uh, what is it? Yeah, it looks cool. I don't know who the hell the target audience is. For I was that, just gonna say the same thing. Looks great, but I I don't know who wants it. Not me. Like I'm not gonna buy it. No. He announced um Yoshi Tatsu, right? Yeah, I don't want to is another one. Him. I know that's like like who are these four? Didn't he announce he's like representing Yoshitatsu as like his agent or some yeah. shit? Is, is Yoshitatsu? I'm sure those bookings a, are gonna come fucking floating in, he's making flooding a big in, push to America again. Like, I don't know. Yoshitatsu Yikes. and, and um, Atsushi Onita, All Asia Tag Champ World Tour. Is that what we're getting? I mean. I don't think I'd be opposed to that, actually. That's the belts that they have, right? Um, they, they all Asia. Yeah, they they don't have like the All Japan World Tag belts. No. Um, Jada Toys showed off the Street Fighter figures at Capcom Cup. They look fantastic. Uh, Toy Migos on Instagram, one word, uh, posted a video, kind of just messing around with Fei Long and Ryu. The range of motion on these figures is insane, and it is absolutely disgusting that these figures are $25, and you look at what wrestling figures are offering with, like, a minute fraction of the range of movement. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Those it's figures look amazing. I'm glad I pre-ordered Rio and Feilong. Yeah, I'm waiting for Amazon to get them up. They still haven't yet. They have Also, like a... for anybody in the U.S., apparently they hit Target in April. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe Toys R Us will get them here. That would be cool. Yeah, I I like the idea of like walking into Toys R Us and buying a Street Fighter figure, which is what I did like 25 years ago, but I can't do it now because I live in the U.S. Yep. Um, what um, has happened this week? Is there anything shown with like WWE figures? WWE... I've, I've really been out of the well, loop. There was the, the price reveal for the NWO, right? Oh yeah, those went up for a pre-order on Ringside. Sixty-five dollars for um for the the whole four pack, or you can pre-order the two two packs individually for thirty-five ninety-nine or thirty-four ninety-nine. One of the two. Um, charging that much money for these is insane. Those are not going to sell out. I will probably just grab them on um on like a ringside sale or something. I I wanted them and then and I was even like, you know what, 50 bucks for those I can kind of see cuz that's what they're charging for the 
the Mattel Creations ones, but I've also heard Ringside are the ones that set the prices, and uh, yeah, you can get fucked. Yeah, I mean, I was interested Insane. in them with it being in the NWO, but I don't, I don't need them, so yeah, I'll pass. Oh, uh, Powertown opened up pre-orders again. They will close on March 1st. I could and uh, do with that priority, but I can't even afford it right now. So I, I don't know, man. They're saying mid-April for these, and mm, I don't know. If I mean, maybe that. they pull it off. I mean, with the um, with the pre-orders closing on March first, that's a super type window. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not convinced. Seems kind of sketch. Um, I guess some WalMarts that had removed the uh, the AEW figures from Planograms are adding them back for the spring refresh. If that does anything for anybody, um, my my biggest frustration was seeing AEW figures at retail, and it's a silly one, but I'll I'll mention this. Um, if they if if a local store near you gets a wave in that has like just peg death figures like the figures that are just not going to sell congratulations it's all you're you're ever going to see at that store again yeah like if your walmart got in unrivaled series 3 congrats you probably still have reho and the young bucks if they got series 5 congrats you absolutely still have scu Series seven, you're still gonna have the Lakers Bucks and maybe FTR and probably Nyla. It's uh and it's nothing against any of the wrestlers I just named. But also I just named the Bucks two times on that. And, and it's a shame because the series three bucks are awesome. They're basically just the Bucks from all in. And I, I think those figures are, are great. I actually swapped the the torso from the series one B Matt Jackson onto the series three Matt Jackson. Mm-hmm. Cause I, the, the original Matt Jackson head scans. Great. It looks just like him. Um, so I have like the only pair of young bucks I ever like actually need. Um, I, I also just copped owning two pairs of young bucks figures. Wait till you find out I have that shitty Amazon exclusive two pack too. Cause I, I, I got hit with like a weird case of like FOMO, like, at least the attires are cool or whatever, but then I got them and I was like, I really bought this and I, I don't like these guys. What the fuck am I doing? Uh, the things you do. Um, did I mention last week we finally saw the renders of Phoenix and Penta, the Supreme figures? Um, I think we did talk about that last week. Okay, because I, I want to reiterate that it's insane to me those figures are shipping in like three or four weeks, and we still don't know what the fuck they actually look like. Yeah, AEW figures. We like we've seen the render. Yeah, there's a there's a reason for that, and it's actually not the Jazzwares side so much as uh the people they're fucking partnered with. Oh, also, I don't know if I mentioned this last week either. Again, uh, concussion, but. I was told the CM Punk figures for Unmatched 7 and 8 are still coming. Yeah, I think we did talk about that. Um, that's good, because I'm sure a lot of people are interested in that uh, ROH figure. Yeah, if we didn't get that figure, I was going to shave somebody's head. 
<laughs> you can shave mine. It needs to be shaved. Like I was gonna run up on like just some unsuspecting person at like Burger King, and that was that was gonna be it. Like, congrats! Here's a beard trimmer to the dome because they didn't give me ROHCM Punk. Um, I I feel I feel like I'm obligated to buy that figure regardless if it's any good. Um, just because it's it's ROHCM Punk, and I've wanted uh, that specific version of him in action figure form forever. I'm going to be very disappointed, though. This is how, this is how petty I'm going to be about this. If that figure not only has a chase, I'll, I'll be angry, but if the chase is him in the yellow basketball shorts and the regular version, some lame shit like the black or the red ones, I will be so angry. It also just dawned on me, he can't have the Pepsi logo on the side of the shorts, so what the fuck are they going to do there? I don't know. Mm. Larry? I will say also... Well, I mean, he got released for throwing a chair. Larry did? Yeah. Yeah, that's why, yeah. Larry threw a well, chair? Well, no, actually, no, right, Ace. <laughs> yeah, a brawl out. I didn't know the dog threw a did, chair. Did you not read the reports? Yeah, no, see, they told they told everybody Ace Steele did it, but I know, I have it on good authority, that uh, Larry the dog was the one that did all that shit, and oh, Ace Steele took the fall. Shit. Which is incredibly fucked up. And Larry, if you're listening to this, you need to you need to come clean, my friend. Um, I just said that out loud. I've been I've been making that joke for like five months now, though. So fuck it. <laughs> um, I I want the Supreme figure to come out because due to like the butterfly joints, you'll actually be able to have a CM Punk figure that can do the the X. Yeah, and we've we've been inching towards this. For like 16 years since the ECW Series 1 Punk came out. I, I'm begging everybody involved, please don't rob me of being able to do this with... Uh... I mean, I've also heard the rumors that the Supreme 5 Young Bucks are going to be moved up to Supreme 4 to replace Punk and Thunder Rosa. And there's like a heavy level of like irony to that. But uh, yeah, there hasn't, been, there hasn't been a whole lot. I mean, Toy Fair doesn't happen in February anymore. We so talk about um Hostel showed off his Tony <coughs> Norris um prototype. Yeah, you know what? There's a couple other things we should probably talk about. Yes. Um I I thought the Tony Norris looked better as a render. I uh I don't think it looks bad, but I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it looks alright to me. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not gonna rush out and pre-order. Oh, he also. Um, I don't trust him. Is is the thing? Unfortunately, so I don't know. He seems like I, I don't know the guy or anything, but like I watched his his update this week, his video, and just comes across as sort of naive. Just like everything's good, everything's great. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've been in this for a long time. Everything's cool. It just seems like... I don't know. Maybe I'm just old, but that sort of attitude. It's like you expect someone to run into issues when they're that upbeat and sort of, you know, just don't seem to have a... a not a care in the world, but like no negativity, let's say. Or no sense of yeah, like, it things It seems like... Wrong. 
it really does seem like he um he got talked into something like he wanted to do it and then rush collectibles talked him into the shit mm. and that guy's sketchy i listened to the major pod this week as i always do um and they mentioned that between grapplers and gimmicks and rush there are 70 70 figures from rush and with grapplers and gimmicks added it's like 87 now 89 with the recent announcements i think that have been shown or talked or talked about or shown artwork but nothing's been shipped that is a fucking huge problem what are the like 70 from rush i can't even think of that many i know they've announced the ecw line but it didn't seem there was that many names that they've had the EC- ecw line the retros um the like reaction style figures i'm blocked by them so i only see what i see from other people but that's an insane number of figures and they mentioned if you add in cella it's over a hundred and we should probably talk about cella toys because well, there's hold on i know wrestling trader acquired okay because we still got a little bit more hostile news because he also announced and showed off um sketches for Mabel and Oscar from Men on from Men on a Mission. Um, and so, I'm sorry, he showed off a sketch of Nelson Fraser Jr. Oh, excuse I don't know who me. The fuck sorry. this Mabel guy is? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Big Daddy Nelson. Um, full Nelson, you could say. Um, so he he definitely teased. I would say more than teased that uh, more was going to be announced as well. But more was previously announced for Cella, so. I don't know if the cello is still happening. We certainly don't need two versions of Mo. I don't know if the license is switched over to Hattel or Hastel or what's going on there. But men on a mission. Yeah, I I, I want to say this real quick about the um, the Mabel. I'll call Mabel. Fuck it. Um, I get I get that Hasbro's original intent for Mabel was to use the earthquake body. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't have been accurate because Mabel was much larger. So I understand why the sketch was so heavily based on Yokozuna. Um, there's the part of me that wishes these things, like the orange card figures that were coming out, would stick a little bit closer to what the actual uh, Hasbros were going to be, like Zombie Sailor Jarrett. Um, took the original sketch and just made a modern figure with it. Unfortunately, Mattel pissed all over that idea because they're Mattel. But I was kind of hoping that Mo and I guess the eventual Mabel, I thought he was under a Legends deal. Apparently, he's not. Um, I was kind of hoping we would get something a little bit more in line with what we were actually going to get just for the sake of, you know, Jarrett not being the only one from the series that was that was based on the original uh, concept. And you can argue like the doink that Mattel put out is um, the tire wise based on like the paint master. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of King Mabel. So the fact that like it's men on a mission, Mabel, that's cool. But you, you got, you got to ship something before I give a fuck at this point. Um, I I don't trust I don't trust any of these indie companies but Zombie because Zombie's actually putting shit out. Like the only things he's taken money for that he hasn't shoved out yet are Series Two and Gargano. 
And Series 2 apparently is on track to actually, like, reasonably come close to hitting the target. Um, I noticed that um, Dino Bravo and, and Brian Myers were back up at um, Pro Wrestling Tees. Has he said anything about Series 2 going on Pro Wrestling Tees as well? Somebody asked him in an Instagram comment. I was actually about to bring that up. I'm glad you asked. He said he doesn't know yet um, if there's going to be ones on pro wrestling tees this time around. I know that he's mentioned like extras will be sold on his website at a higher charge Mm. as kind of a, like the people who pre-ordered get the, like the lower price, which I don't necessarily mind like as an idea, but I'm absolutely going to mind it when I fucking go to order Raven. Um, yeah, I just asked about Pro Wrestling Tees I, because li- their shipping's better for me if I was to order his figures. That's understandable. Yeah. I Like I said, though, that's that's the only indie figure company I trust, and we got to talk about Chella because, yeah. Apparently, um, Kayfabe Wrestling Collector was going to work with them, but he got, like, dicked around some kind of way by Charles from Chella. And decided to just go into it for like on his own, which I mean, you look at the quality of the renders of the stuff he's showing and the painted prototypes. Really good. Absolutely the right decision because his stuff looks so much better than Cella's stuff. But we're at the point where people who order directly from Cella are are still not receiving their Dynamite Kid mm-hmm. uncensored figure. I've seen some people claim that they got their um their uh, shipping notification. I have to note this. We saw the Darby Allen fight forever clip like the week before that dynamite kid went up for pre-order. I'm pretty sure. It's a lot easier to ship a fucking action figure than it is to ship a video game. And I knew that like two years ago too, but the fact that it has been 20 months and there is still a large number of people that spent money on this fucking figure and they have not gotten it yet ownership changes are what they are but the fact that there's been no transparency or communication is fucking disgusting and if it was zombie sailor there's a very vocal minority on wrestling figs forum that would have shit their fucking pants over this <clears throat> and also uh you pre-ordered haku right yep do you have any idea when the fuck that thing's gonna ship Nope. I think the last update they said on it was um, they were doing some sort of redesign to it, and then they released the card with the the crown, and then they redid that because the crown looked weird on his head, and that's the last I've heard of it. So yeah, weren't they supposed to ship quarter one? I don't know. In 2023? I I don't remember when. I mean, it's so long. Like I can't even remember when I ordered that Haku. Um, I, we brought it up uh, previously, but the, the Batmobile, the, ga- the Gangrel, like I even forgot that I had that even ordered. So, um, yeah, it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds I'm curious me curious now. This reminds me of Kick uh, Kickstarter because there is like so many Kickstarter products that I haven't paid attention to Kickstarter in years, but like back in the day, that would go up and nothing would happen, or it would wrestling with pixels. That was one that was like announced and everyone was like, what's the update? What's the update? And that took forever to come out. And that's what these figures remind me of in a way. I'm trying to um, 
I'm trying to see if they ever actually specifically stated when these fucking things were shipping. I don't know if they Oh, wow, the uncensored Dynamite Kid figure will be arriving in the UK very soon, post-dated July 6th. Yikes. And think of all the ones that they've announced that they haven't even done yet. Like, I, I know this like is... Like those fucking Road Warriors? Yeah, like, I know it's the previous owners, but, like, holy shit, did they announce names and, like, show off sketches and stuff? Like, you've got... You know, the Valentine still hasn't come out yet, and we've got the, the Mattel Retro that's out now. Um, Killer Bees, Demolition, Andre the Giant, Atsushi Onita, Gail Kim. That's just off the top of my head. Who else did they see? Eddie Guerrero, Diamond Dallas Page... So, wasn't Gail Kim meant to be, like, an Asylum exclusive or some shit? Maybe. I don't remember. I, I But looking at her uh, sketch, it looks like in the style of, like, Luna. So, their idea of a female retro, which to me doesn't fit the Hasbro's at all. No, it, it doesn't. It really doesn't. They, I, I've seen the loose pictures of that Luna. And, yeah. yeah. And they, they've, they've had a, like... People are like, oh, look at her next to, like, Gangrel and, and Bam Bam Bigelow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking, and it doesn't look like the same company in, in the least. So stop showing me this. It makes it look horrible. Like, the figure itself, I don't think it's bad. But when you're trying to push it as a retro line and, like, yeah, you can put this next to your Gangrel or Bam Bam, I don't see it at all. Like, the proportions are completely different. The height, the scaling is, is looks so off. Like, yeah, nah. Nah, bro. Oh, also, speaking of Chella-adjacent stuff, because I just thought about this, um, the Bone Crushing Wrestlers, the BCW, Those look um, Brian Clark and Blue Meanie. Okay, so I just found it on Figure Collections. Yeah, uh, first quarter 2023 for Wrestling Megastar Series 2. So, mm. hey, uh, you, you got your fucking Haku yet, buddy? No. Hey, you know what's funny, though? Um, so when I got the Gangrel, I didn't even think about this, but I looked at the back of the card. So, you know how they're, like, they're, they're advertising them under their real names, right? Like, Brian Clark and Barry Dawson and stuff? Like, mm-hmm. the back of the card straight up says Adam Bomb, Demolition Smash, Demolition Axe. And I was like, uh, I wouldn't... Somebody's, somebody's getting a legal letter. Yeah, I wouldn't put those names out there. God, you're right, I'm looking at it right now. It straight up says Demolition Axe and Demolition Smash and Adam Bomb. Yep. Didn't the um the Brian Clark actually ship as Adam Bomb though? I don't know. I I, I don't have to. No, I, he didn't. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Yeah, I was like, huh, that's interesting. You may not want to do that. Oh no! Actually, looking at the um the carding again, he's listed on the website as Brian Clark. But the actual packaging for him says Adam Bomb. Do you think WWE still has a trademark to that? Actually, a couple years ago, uh, somebody pointed out he he owns the trademark for Brian Clark, Wrath, and Chronic. Well, who has who has Demolition? But Does WWE still have that? That's a WWE. Well, actually, that's an interesting thing because um, like Bill Eadie sued them over that shit, so that he could retain being Demolition Axe when he took indie bookings. But 
I don't think he legally like there's t-shirts made to say demolition on them. They have a fucking pro wrestling tea store. It's very strange because like it was like there was no demolition stuff. Then they were in the legends. They were legends in WWE games and then just demolition stuff just died again. And then all of a sudden you've got like these independent companies like Chella doing figures and as you just said, pro wrestling tees. So maybe Bill Eadie actually does have the, the right. I... But here's the thing. If in the case of Brian Clark, if he owned the trademark Adam bomb, he doesn't own the fucking like the design of the gear. That's WWE no. commission. Yeah. Like this isn't this isn't a case like people tried to argue on WF where like they own the natural Dustin Rhodes. Like they don't own the rights to Dustin Rhodes and fucking yellow trunks, Austin Hall cowboy boots, and yellow knee pads. No. WWE absolutely has a claim to owning a guy in the red and yellow and black singlet with the fucking nuclear radiation gimmick on it. They yeah. absolutely have a claim to that. They literally fucking paid to have that design. Yep. Like crazy alternate universe, but you couldn't make a fucking Glenn Jacobs figure where he's in an like outfit with red, like red with like black slashes on it and a fucking mask. <laughs> no. <laughs> and be like, just because we called him Glenn Jacobs, it's fucking okay. Like that's that that's funny. not how that works. No, it, it's it's a very strange situation. And um, I mean, Zombie kind of has said basically, like, yeah, you know, let 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 all these companies sign these and do them because when when fucking legal action gets taken, it's not going to be against me. And he flat out said on like a podcast, like, I don't know that I would be doing that Adam bomb figure. And you see like, you see how rattled the AEW line is to do anything that looks like WWE might have the footage of it. Mm -hmm. Granted that's AEW. WWE is way more likely to do something about them, but like there's multiple like Adam bomb figures now that are just straight up in attires that are based on sketches the WWE had done. And uh, I, I don't know, like the majors did the bendy figures of Adam bomb, but those are based on like attires. He never actually wore Yeah, that like just toys showed prototypes of. It's not like the BCW, which looks fucking fantastic. It really, it looks so good, but you look at it and it's like, that's literally just Hasbro attire, Adam bomb. Like if somebody in WWE wanted to raise a stink about it, they have an argument. They have a case. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. I don't so want I them just, to, I, I don't want WWE to say anything, you know? I don't think, I don't think they're going to, again, it's a smaller company. If it was, if it was somebody they could actually make money off of now with all due respect to Brian Clark. I don't see them knocking no. down his door to make a Mattel elite Adam bomb. Unfortunately, no, I don't think they're going to fuck with them, but that Godfather, that dude who just signed a new legends deal and they're making a Mattel figure of, yep. I'd, I'd make sure that I knew how to get my money back. If uh, shit goes down with that. And it should also be noted that, and, and I'm sure he was halfway joking, but Brian Myers said on the major podcast this week that he's like expecting Mitch from Grapplers and Gimmicks to take off with all the pre-order money. Damn. 
Where does that come and from? Like, that, that's like, that's their hostility? friend. Huh? Where do you think that hostility comes from towards him? I don't have a clue. I I think they mostly just think he's like a fucking joke. I kind of feel bad for the guy. That's like but a they've... that's a harsh statement to make. Yeah, it is. I I hope that doesn't happen for the sake of everybody who plopped their money down on uh that smoke train Charles Wright or whatever. Yeah. And I really can't wait for Voodoo Man Charles Wright. <laughs> Or Daddy Voodoo, or whatever the fuck he's gonna call him. Daddy Shingo. If he ever makes a, if Holy he ever shit. makes a fucking Big Daddy V, he should just call him Big Daddy Voodoo. Daddy Shingo is his. That's a new Japan gimmick, isn't it? That's Shingo's whole thing with El Phantasma. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. What a what a stupid angle. That Jesus. used to be a company that was somewhat respectable. Um. I say as I've enjoyed everything I've watched from them this year. I don't think uh, like if he signed a Legends deal, then I don't think he'll be making any more Charles Wrights um, at this point, unless he, I don't know, had made plans beforehand. Um, I mean, RVD got told to shut down the Zombie Sailor figure hmm. like right after he signed a Legends deal. Interesting. So maybe. Maybe that happens with this Godfather. Like I said, man, like make sure you, if you're listening to this and you pre-ordered that Godfather, make sure you have a fucking way to get your money back. If shit goes down and the same thing goes with like any figure you pre-order. Cause at any point, these fucking guys could just take off. It, it's not like they could all just collapse. They're not like Mattel. They're not. Yeah. They they're not like Mattel where like they're a huge toy company and you can fucking actually go after them. Like if tomorrow fucking I don't want to like because I don't think Zombie's gonna do this. I I have worried about Chella at multiple stages, but like if somebody if somebody who was doing one of these pre-orders was like. Fuck, I'm in over my head. I didn't actually... I'm not going to make my money back off this. It costs too much at the factory. Or whatever. Or maybe... Maybe there's people that have gotten into this. I'm sure somebody has. Had the intent of, like, I'm going to fleece people out of money and then take off. Maybe not in the wrestling figure uh, space, but it feels like something that might have happened on, like, a Kickstarter. Like, once those people fucking disappear, congrats. You, you've lost. Mm. So, well, just... I mean... With, with anything you pre-order, make sure you have a way to get your fucking money back. And I mean that that sort of situation. Not to say that the the issue was with like production costs or anything, because we don't know. But that could have happened with Chella if, if figure collections and stuff hadn't stepped in. A wrestling trader, um, you know, because we hadn't had anything from them. True, and, and yeah. We know there was issues with the the owner. So if they hadn't stepped in, we could have had a huge disaster with Chella. More than they've had, you know? I mean, the BCW line, from what I've heard, was being really, really hamstrung by Chella. Which is... And figure collections basically kind of stepped in. Because that's basically their line anyway. They were just, like, using Chella's factory connections. Yeah. Um, I... I really want the WCW guys that they're making. Because we know they're making Macho. Based on 96. Yep. We know they're making Ultimo and Sunny. 
in two versions of them too, because there's a variant where um, I think Sunny's in yellow and Ultimo's in purple and yellow. Uh, and that's that's cool. Like but they've also announced two. Glacier for series two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The default one is the uh, like the green Ultimo, like the kind of like teal green Ultimo Dragon gear, and Sunny's in a green suit. But which, they... sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go on. No, I was just gonna say like if they're doing Glacier, then they need to do a Rafa as well. I mean, you've got Brian Clark, why not? You you would think, right? Yeah. And it, I don't want like late '90s wrath either. I want like that weird samurai-looking gear wrath. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the only one it goes with. And I also want a ring for these figures, but not the monster ring because I I hated, I hated that when I was a kid. I got that ring at fucking Goodwill in Elkhart, Indiana, and I was like, oh, this is just the ring for the big rubber guys. What the heck? Do you think um, anyone else is going to get into the bone crunching line now that they've seen, you know, the finished product from Chella? Do I think other companies will like try to move in on that market? Yeah. I don't know. Cause it's such a, the BCA figures don't have the nostalgia that like the Hasbro's or the Remco figures or the LJN figures do. True. I'm shocked. The major bendies are doing as well as they apparently are. Because I fucking hated those things when yeah, I was a kid. I never got bendies. I love the WCW ones, though, because... Did you ever see the WCW ones? The ones that were, like, the bigger, more lanky ones that you could actually fucking do wrestling moves with? Those like, ruled. The WWF ones suck. I have um the early 90s Lex logo with, like, the green tights and the, the waist belt. Yeah, I have that, too. Yeah. One of my earliest life memories is my mom buying me Sting and Barry Windham and me sitting at the Pizza Hut across the street from the Big Lots where we got that. And me just being like, I got Sting and Barry Windham. Because <laughs> that's that's perfectly normal for like a toddler to fucking be excited about. <laughs> the Sting part, I understand. Looking back, the Barry Windham part, I, I don't. I mean, Barry Windham's one of the greatest of all time, but like he wasn't on TV at the time. How the fuck did I know who he was? <laughs> it's i don't know but um i i also want to mention this before we wrap up i did watch a review of the figures toy company like the 300 dollars like metal base ring that they put out mm-hmm. and i just want to say that thing is super fucking cool and if i had the money and space for it i would seriously consider buying it but also if you're if you have a figure take a bump in the middle of that ring especially one of those figures toy company figures (laughs) oh god it's gonna be in pieces i i do own um i do own a few of those because it was mostly like the guys where it was like oh this motherfucker is never gonna get a figure right like the wcw juventu guerrera i bought because it's hoovy I also have the ECW one the boss fight did, and I have the um, the muscle style figure on the Super 7 did. Clearly, I'm a big fan of the juice. Uh, I have the USA Dream Team attire uh, Chris Hero that they did, the variant. I have Nigel McGuinness because, like, he's never going to get a figure. And then I have the Briscoes because it God conspired to not let that fucking tribute I did to Jay Briscoe uh, onto the episode I did it, but uh, I'm a huge fan of the Briscoes, and 
was like, oh, these guys are never going to get figures again, and now they're in a position where they potentially could uh, from Jazzwares. It's just a, a real shame that we might only get Mark and not Jay. Well, maybe the um, little, but little yeah. Um, I will say I when when they showed off, uh, they announced Alex, right? And I was like, hell yeah! And then they showed off the actual figure, and I was like, oh hell no! Um, someone, <laughs> someone pick up like Alex, right? And like Scott Norton. I know um, Asylum's doing like a a Remco style Scott Norton. I want like an elite Scott Norton. I want you know what? I could I could even take a retro Scott Norton. I want Scott Norton figures. Damn it. How did he not have I, a car? Pro? I almost bit. Well, consider the era the Cara Pro figures uh, started in. He was in WCW. Yeah, but well, was he not under a New Japan deal though? Uh, like 97, 98 when those first started? No, they, he would have been WCW. But they were, still, they were still going until like 2001, 2002, right? So. Maybe they could have picked him up at the end, but anyway. New Japan specific ones. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like the early part of the line he was in another promotion, and then like the later part of the line they weren't. I mean, they made Josh Barnett, so yeah. like, there's no reason they couldn't have made Scott Norton. Made and that's Don not Fry. me knocking Josh Barnett. I'm a huge. Well, Don Fry was fucking Don Fry. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying like it was it was a New Japan. Don Fry figure that they made specifically, so they could have fit Scott Norton in, there, right? Whatever. Um, but at the he end was of the even day, IWGP champion in one Exactly. So the, there's not enough Scott Norton figures, and they need to be out there. Give me Scott. No, Norton. there's no. The only one that's been released of any significance is that fucking shitty figures toy company one with the claw singlet that's absolutely good. If you're gonna fucking bootleg or steal Jack's molds, why not steal the just steal the Jim Nair body? Yeah. There you go. Fuck. I've got one for Not you. Not even that hard. If someone, okay. let's say someone signs Jeff Farmer and they make an NWO okay. sting, do you think, how much shit do you think they would get in for that potentially? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that rule them? A, lo- a lot from a couple of different. Oh, it would, yeah, but like you're gonna get in a lot of shit from a couple of different angles. On yeah, that one. you you hear that, Chella? Sign him right now. Make that figure. No, no, fuck that, fuck that. Hey, grapplers and gimmicks, I got one for you. Oh God. <laughs> like you, you want to play like fast and loose and skirt around like Fed IP? Try this one, buddy. Yeah. You, you'll have you'll have the Fed and Steve Borden after your ass. Let's go. <laughs> they make an NWO Sting, but they put a picture. All of the... They put a picture of Steve Borden on the package, like the Sting DVD. I just got that uh, the Blu-ray. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I might have said this last week, but it's it's very it's very neat to me that like the two WCW Japan Super Show matches that involve Sting and Muda. Yeah. They're. They're the only two matches I can think of that have been released on Blu-ray by two different promotions because the WCW versions are on the two WWE release Sting Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. And then those two matches are also on the, the, the recently released Great Muda Final Bye-Bye. Yeah. yeah. I need to watch the WCW versions again just because I haven't... I've only seen them one time. I usually just watch the New Japan version because that's like the first version of both matches I saw. Yeah. 
but that's a project for later today for sure is uh hooking up the old blu-ray player and watching some some goddamn steve borden but yeah i never considered jeff farmer in that whole thing you know what no uh, somebody needs to sign rick bogner into a slice and dice ramirez figure <laughs> my god because he did that on an ecw show it's the whole reason he got the scott hall gig and yeah. uh i'm curious well that that's that's something that's in the fed library i think it probably still pull it off as long as you say it's that and you have him in his gear based on that i just i want to see that let's get stupid with this yeah i'm I'm trying to think of like other things like also if, what else could they do alabama dying <laughs> yeah i i'd buy an alabama doink <laughs> i think actually because his gear wasn't like a one-to-one of doings from what no, i remember it wasn't he had so, the mask and the face paint so you know what and you he's he's not doing the clown he's alabama doing exactly you, you could probably skirt by on that that's you the next probably one could. we need to, that's it Get Mitch on the phone. Somebody's got somebody got to sign Alabama Doink, bro. <laughs> that's that's the preview clip for this episode when you when you upload it next week because us talking about how we need an Alabama. Fuck the rest of the episode. That's the money we want. <laughs> Alabama Doink. Let's 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 astroturf an Alabama Doink figure being made. I want to see how much money somebody could lose on that one. <laughs> oh man. We sh- we should start a toy company doing oh, these no. like legally ambiguous figures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be in the red. We... Thank you. Well, I mean, I already am, but <laughs> no. You know what we need to do? We need to pay somebody to do a sketch of an NWO Sting retro. Oh my god! Oh, why? I, why oh, do I feel God, like I we need really to don't, do that? But I feel like I need to do that now. <laughs> I don't know how much it would cost. Oh it would probably, God. it probably would not be worth what it like. The, the cost would not be worth the banter. I feel no, but it's a fantastic fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I just I just saw my Bull Nakano shirt that I got at a random indie show in Dayton two years ago. Where the fuck is the elite style Bull Nakano cello was talking about like two years ago? Oh yeah, I mean there's so many Please. figures. I ran down them earlier, like, and there's probably some that I'm forgetting. It's too much. I remember they basically implied they were going to use the um the Sabu body for Hayabusa, which the fact that the scarring is completely different notwithstanding makes sense i'd 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 probably i'd honestly probably buy the hayabusa and i have a friend who lives in connecticut shout outs to sheaf i know you're gonna listen to this because you listen every week every time somebody makes something hayabusa related he's incredulous that it's always the red attire nobody ever does fucking blue and then cello did the blue one and i sent it to him and i'm like here you go buddy And yeah, he still has not bought it. That <laughs> he's seems, just like he's like, well, I'm glad. That seems to be the get go to for some reason. Like it's all you, you you always think of the red. Like Wrestle Kingdom was the red attire. I guess maybe it's because that's what he debuted the character in at Super Jacob. Mm, yeah, I just I like the pink gear more. I like the black gear more. I like the blue gear more. I even like the white gear more. 
Yeah, my head always goes to the red or like the white with the blonde hair for some reason. I would. You know what? If Zombie could snag Hayabusa for heels and faces six inch, that'd be sick. Someone needs That's to one I would I would every, be happy to get. Everyone should be after Hayabusa. It's like one of the best looks in wrestling history. Like somebody sign him up for our game. Give me more Hayabusa content. I'm I mean I it's been almost a month now since the the Pillman teaser for Heels and Faces six inch. I I, I kinda need something this Tuesday. The Mark Sterling. Oh, he showed Mark Sterling this week. Yay. Uh very cool looking figure. Yeah, I just—he's I, funny on AEW. I, I enjoy Mark Sterling. He's also like the most reasonable of the majors I've on the podcast. That, yeah. like, I, I ain't got no beef with Mark. Yeah, I ain't got no beef with him. No, I don't. I just—I did see people complaining. I don't want his figure. Like uh, his hands are too big or whatever. Too, like know. Hasbro's had car- Hasbro's had fucking cartoony proportions, my guy. It's it's best to get the fuck over it. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Like they all had big torsos, long arms, fucking huge hands, and like like stubby legs relative to the rest of the body. It's it's okay. Yeah, I and honestly, to... in in that way, like zombie stuff's the most accurate to the proportions. I want to be honest. His uh, the finished um, power and glory. I think we've yeah. seen sketches, right? We've seen the sketches of Roma and Herc, but we've also seen the body, like the sculpt of Roma. Right, yeah. And it's it's cool because he's like Mr. Perfect, like the fucking, the pose for Mr. Perfect, but he's not a singlet guy. He's like regular ring gear, and they're also reusing that body for Candido. I was a big fan of Power and Glory, so I want them. I want, okay, here's my question. When are we getting Strike yeah. Force? When are we getting who? Strike Force. Rick Martel doesn't seem to want to license himself for anything anymore. Why? I have no idea why. Wasn't, wasn't I, he, I wish like fuck I knew. Didn't he have like a, a he has a Twitter that was like teasing like arrogance for something? Weren't they doing something like that? Maybe. I know that I know that Mattel's been trying to license him for uh What the fuck? For a number of years. They could make a, a new. Did they? They did. They made a, a Mattel. Oh, sorry, Martel Remco back in the day, didn't they? Yeah. So I mean, he would be perfect for a re-release if they wanted to do that. He was in the AWA, obviously. Like, there's potential for more Martel figures. I want Strike Force. It was bullshit that back in the um, LGN we got a Strike Force Martel, but we didn't get a Strike Force Tito. No, or they did, did a strike force Tito. He's oh, well, in, I, he's in white. Yeah. Well, it's bullshit that I didn't have it because I only had the purple one. That's all I remember. It was bullshit that the Hasbro's only had a um, El Matador Tito and not a white gear Tito. I want. Strike it's, force. it's one of those weird things, right? Yeah. Like Tito absolutely should have like. There's so many guys that you feel like should have probably if if Hasbro covered as much of the card as LJN. And I think that's kind of the thing. If Hasbro went for the depth that LJN did, we absolutely would have had Bravo, the power, uh, powers of pain. Yeah. We would have had a babyface Hercules and probably power and glory Hercules too. 
And Tito would have Tito would have absolutely been like a series one guy if they had like a bigger roster. And mind you, I understand like Hasbro series one, like the Hasbro waves were gigantic. Like series one alone, Hogan, Savage, Warrior, Jake, Ted, fucking Demolition, Twin Towers, Macho Man. That's 10 figures. Beefcake, Rick Rude, 12. 12 figures in one series. That's that's crazy. Actually, no, now that I say that out loud, that is kind of an LJN size set, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Roundabout. But it doesn't matter. I want new But Tito. if they did more sets. I want Mattel or uh, Martel. I keep saying Mattel. Martel. Give me what I want. I want I want Hercules. Yeah, I want Hercules too. Hercules. Rules. Drop the power and glory Hercules and repaint that shit. Repaint the trunks baby blue. Sell it to me again. Repaint them again and release Jurassic Powers. No, so you'd have to sculpt a singlet. Oh yeah, that's true. Fuck it. Do do another but one. Yeah, do that. Yeah. And then sign Sid and use that body to make a skyscraper Sid. Like basically remake Galoob Sid. Ooh, he they could do like a six inch. Bro, why are oh. we not why are we not advising one of these companies, bro? I don't know. I, I ask for too much money, that's why. I want a big contract. I mean I wouldn't I would I would be happy with like a like a middling salary and free copies of everything that I suggest that goes into production. I don't yeah I don't do anything for free except for this podcast. Yeah yeah if you want me to if you want me to actually put effort into anything you gotta you gotta pay me at least a little bit that's what they're finding out at my job. <laughs> oh real quick before we before we close I have a funny story from work yesterday and then I will wrap this up because we've gone a little long. That's fine though that's what we do. Um, so there's a bathroom stall like the big one. It's technically it's like the handicap stall. That's why it's like the bigger one. There's like more room in case somebody goes in there and they have a wheelchair or whatever, or a walker. You know, like you, yeah. you've seen them. You've gone to you've gone to a retail store. I've gone to the toilet. Um, because I'm I, I'm a rather large guy, six two, three hundred under your business pounds. Um, like the smaller stall is not comfortable for me, because especially where I work, the smaller stall is like. I don't know who the fuck they designed that for. That's not comfortable for anybody. Um, so I go in and I noticed the stall that had the big stall that had the out of order sign, the doors open. So I'm like, sick. I'm going to be comfortable when I use the restroom today. I walk in and I'm getting ready to do the deal. And I look down and somebody had left a present in the, the, uh, the toilet mm. and the toilets we have, I'm sorry if this is too gross for anybody. Um, they're the kind of like when you stand up, they immediately flush, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, wonder what happened there. So I press the button on the wall and the fucker doesn't flush. <laughs> so I pull the lock far enough to where the door closes and I close the fucking door. I use the other cell to use the restroom because that's the whole reason I went in the bathroom in the first place. They had me take a roll of tape and basically tape the door shut. <laughs> it is. If we had album covers for the episodes of this podcast, that would be the one for this week. It's just an out of order sign and like two wide lines of tape across and then one down the door so nobody opens it. That's what that that's a perfect metaphor for I think my life at this point. I just thought I would share that story. Um 
But yeah, next time are we ta- are we doing All Star Pro Wrestling next time? Because I know oh, we're sticking yeah. with New Japan. We're sticking with Japanese games for a long time. Yeah, let's do All Star. But yeah, All Star Pro next week, and then I, I, we might move on to All Japan after that. Or no, Wrestle Kingdom would be next because technically those are New Japan games because they're named after. Uh, well, they named the Tokyo Dome show after that, but they're developed and published by Yuke's, who at the time owned New Japan. Yeah. So. Like that, that makes sense in my brain that Wrestle Kingdom would come next. And I feel like we're probably going to just culminate the Japanese wrestling games with like the big KOC 2 two parter. It just feels kind of right to, to end on that. But we have a lot, we have a long road to go before we get to King of Coliseum. Uh, really, we have a long, long road. Um, but next week, we will be discussing maybe the most underrated trilogy of wrestling games ever made. Like a game series that a lot of the diehard, like Japanese wrestling gamers of the early mid and late two thousands would have you believe were not good games at all. But like I've played all three of them recently and they're pretty fucking good. And you'll hear all about them next week when we cover all-star pro wrestling three on episode 17 of critical. I say it for posterity's sake. So we, don't have to fumble fuck around next week and figure out we're, we're gonna, I mean that that's an inevitability Just at this point. And concussions. But, yeah. Mostly me in terms of the concussions. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, the paper they gave me from the hospital that talks about concussions and the symptoms and stuff. Apparently when I got home from the hospital, uh, last Thursday from when we're recording this, I thought it important that that got posted on the refrigerator like a child's art project. Because <laughs> it's still there. Just thought everybody should know that. Having said that, we will see you all next week for episode 17. Take care and have a good day.